Welcome to episode 212 of the F Reality Podcast. It's another crash of crazy inhabitants trying to ruin the fun for everyone here on planet Earth. Spaced two weeks apart, these shows feel to me as if they're a full year's gone by. Now let's uh, introduce today's topics. No, it's not a nasal decongestant. It's HTC's latest RNC project. It's what I call Flow Pro and what shady tech gangsters call Live Vive Flocus. Apple Pimax and Niantic are gunning for a shootout at headset high noon. PSVR 2 gamers got to place their pre-orders. Well, some did. And others? Snubbed by Chef Sony. No PSVR 2 soup for you. The APA is an entertainment expo in Florida, and Jose went in to sample the finest in adult entertainment. Raindance has been setting an impressive diorama of immersive storytelling showpieces each year, and I went to view from the front row. And when the main lights dim and it's time for dessert, Jose will give us a two-scoop surprise with sprinkles on top and churn out a few upcoming releases. Now, this is the time when chat can get involved. Tell the crew what you were playing, and if you were naughty, we'll call you out on your questionable life choices. With that done, let's introduce F-Reality crew one by one. This week, she's clearly a big fan of the band Disturbed, as the podcast's own red-haired bombshell has been getting down with the sickness. Uh, but she's on the mend, and so after all the kerfuffle, with a few corpses littered here or there, this fine space cadet is ready to get those knives out. Adam Bombati, one question. Can we trust you? Uh, absolutely not. What <laughs> <laughs> I percent honestly. I, I like the Absol- moment of hesitation there. Like she was like considering it. So now I should just be honest. <laughs> well, like, you know? Hmm, it was honestly. Like, yeah. like, do am I supposed to lie? Am I supposed to tell the truth? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so used to I don't know oh, if geez. I should say I'm used to lying. I mean, yes, you can trust me. No, you can't. I like that. I like that. That's good. Straight from the heart. So what have you been up to with yourself, uh, Adam, these last couple of weeks? Yeah. So uh, I apologize if I sound a little bit uh, congested. I was actually in Florida, not for IAPA, although I was in Orlando. Um, that was just for fun vacation times. I did the uh, the whole, you know, Orlando Universal theme parks thing. Oh, but um, nice. before I got sick, I, so I did test after the Val Salt Lake event and it was fine then. <laughs> it was negative. But um, I did want to touch up i did do the jump thing that was where uh you know you have the wingsuit and the helmet and all that i did actually do that that was like the the day of the podcast yeah Yeah. and that was um that was something else so they have a uh valve index inside that thing and um they really strap you in this thing it's like there's like thigh straps and they're like is it tight enough and i'm like if i can't breathe is that good is it fine but (laughs) once you're um, so they're the outside area, like the waiting area, I suppose you can kind of watch people jump, but it cuts off right before you see the fan lift them. So what, what you're looking at is, is basically like, oh, someone just like fell. I hope they're OK, because I, I can't see what happens after that. They just dropped. But um, being in uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. Being in that experience, that simulation was crazy. It was um, th- there are trackers on it as well, by the way. So uh you can see your feet so when you're going to like the edge of the plane i guess that that's kind of the scary part in like really hoping the trackers are accurate so i'm like am i actually near the physical edge just like in the game so i'm doing like these baby 
baby shuffles forward just to make sure that I'm not just going <laughs> to fall off. Um, but it was really cool. I, I had I did have to psych myself up a little bit before the jump. And I think I even told the guy, like, I'm going to jump now. Not that it mattered to him, but it was more of a <laughs> like a mental thing, mental readiness for myself. Did you do and a backflip? I did not do a backflip, but I did crash just for you guys. I'll, I'll say it was just awesome. for you guys. It was um, oh, actually because That's I was quite awesome. terrible at it. But yeah, after <laughs> after the initial jump, you get this like intense like uh, burst of wind from uh, whatever fans they have. And it was actually hard to steer because uh, because you're in the wingsuit. The way you steer is like if you want to go, I believe if it's right, you have to do one arm, uh, the right arm forward, left arm back, and then vice versa if you want to go the other way. But the the amount of wind uh, power makes it actually kind of hard to physically move. Plus you're in a wingsuit. So you're, it's kind of like um, just the way it's sewn, but um, so I did kind of bad at, at, uh, at gliding and I, I did crash into the sides, but it, it's just like a invisible wall. So you just sort of bounce off. Man. And then, you know, the guy in the headset's like, try this, try this. And I'm like, I- I'm trying. You're so that, dying. That was- you're <laughs> dying. <laughs> So yeah, absolutely. If I were to have done this in real life, I would have died um, for sure. So that's, wow. But I actually got to go. Normally they take you for um, two jumps. So the initial one out of the helicopter and then you land at a like a cliff edge and then you do another one. But they had me do three, I think, just because he felt sorry for me. So I mean, but that's, that was cool. Yeah, it was really fun, though. I highly recommend. I mean, I wouldn't have considered skydiving um like real life before and it's nothing like wingsuiting of course but uh, now that i've tried this i'm like okay i might actually be up for skydiving like that actually might be fun Uh uh-huh so you crashing into a wall didn't didn't deter you from like i wouldn't do this would have to be me strapped to another person in tandem jumping out of something like i know i would not trust me by myself absolutely not (laughs) but you was you was you would trust some random who regularly jumps out of plane you, you would trust that, yeah. Well, they're regularly jumping out of planes, and they're the, yeah, they're the ones really in charge of the chute, you know? And actually, with the wingsuit one, too, they kind of try to simulate a parachute. So uh, eventually, you would start to sort of go more upright, and then they would have oh. these, like, handles come by that you're supposed to grab onto. But they're just, like, hitting my helmet, and I'm like, there's somewhere over here I know it. That, <laughs> I don't know. It was sounds... still a really fun experience. Like, it was crazy. Just And definitely the... I know it's kind of cliche because it's called jump, but the the jump was definitely the best part for sure. Really? So, uh, so like, how does it, I'm curious, like what happens, like when you're looking at the environment, just kind of mm-hmm. sussing it out and like, can, can I trust this for the jump and all that? Is it like a grating and under that there's like a massive like gang beasts fan that would just chop you up or like, how does it, how does it look when you're not in VR? Is my question. You don't really get to user. see that. They all have right. like a, um. I don't know what it is if because you're when you put they you put the helmet on your visibility is kind of not great for IRL uh, stuff mm. but there is some sort of like a projection in front of the actual ledge so you can't see it and then it kind of right. it clears up once your uh, once the VR is turned on and you're about to jump so they kind of yeah. hide they purposely hide that information from you and from people in the lobby watching as well it's probably so that um, you know can't be copied by other uh, companies or whatnot but I. Um, I think maybe Mike and a couple other people, they were able to get um, the guy who owns it, like, I, I want to say down in there because he was like underneath them somehow. So there's got to be, you know, the pit with the fan because he's just, yeah. you know, uh, he's like the one blowing that 
<laughs> Keep going, Joey. Yeah, but... Keep going. It keeps crashing You're into the walls. <laughs> no, but it was it was really cool. And they're gonna have um eventually yeah. like multiplayer uh so that you could actually do it with you can see because they had two uh bays, I guess you can call them. And eventually you could when you do them at the same time, you'll be able to see the other person in the same that's, canyon that's as you. Rad. Wow. Um, that's so more cool. locations, of course, and, and really, really neat stuff. So I would highly recommend if you if there's a one of these near you, then one day they're looking to expand. Hopefully, that I, sounds would, like I, would, a, I would try it. So cool. That sounds like mm-hmm. a fun nice. way uh, for like a couple to go get married. You know, like you you jump, I'll <laughs> jump. You're like literally taking the jump. You know, um, what if take- what if the malfunctions on one of them? Then what does that mean? Then it's like one of Best those Kazakhstani marriages where someone's got an AK-47 that goes off in the wrong direction, and uh, yeah, it's a story to tell the not grandkids, I suppose. Uh, sad, but. <laughs> So you now have a kindred spirit uh, with uh, flying squirrels. So uh, congratulations. You win your, your your scout badge, I think. I guess uh, so. That. Spirit you. animal. That's a cool highlight. That's a cool highlight. Definitely. I'm like you. <laughs> I wouldn't jump out of a plane. But also like you, I uh, I used to be scared of roller coasters. And, you know, that kind of changed my mind. So huh, maybe I got to go try this out one day. Find my way mm-hmm. into a jump session. Very good. All right. Next up, uh, our local tech. I like to call him Parappa the Rappa. Went to IAPA and has the skinny on a range of related news. So he's going to send you fools to our skates, our arcade school. Whizbang and choppers, flip gangs and loppers, gidgets and gadgets. Under a game cabinet he lurks, for he, he is king of the gurks. Uh, what's up, Jose? How you doing, my man? What's up, you guys? Not much. Um, trying to, like, conserve the little bit of voice that I uh, have left, but it's been absolutely crazy. Um yeah, this week has been t- um, IAPA. Um, it's the I, 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 you actually know what I it stands do. for. And I will go, I will I will tell that it? secret later. We're gonna keep that a secret until yes. later. We're gonna keep it a yeah. secret, but fantastic. So we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, it's been pretty much attending the event, um, having a lot of fun. I uh, was with Team Infinite the entire yep. week and just uh, soaking up that energy. Right, we you know we a lot of people talk about VR esports. Right, there's a lot of people that are talking about it, but. Seeing these guys in action, um, it has changed my perspective on virtual reality as a mm. whole, right? People are, are, are now starting to, you know, the conversations the, this week has been about how do we make VR cool? How do we make VR cool? Like back, the conversations have always been like, oh man, VR sucks, VR this, you know, it doesn't work. We can't make money. It's, it's no longer that. Now it's like, how do, we, how do we showcase this, right? So bringing Team Infinite was like, I don't know. It felt like one of my best moves in, you know, in this space ever. It was like take. it was literally taking kids to the candy store. It was crazy. It was they were being professional children. Right. So being able to see people enthusiastic and just enthusiasts go crazy on this industry. See, after the fall, free roam edition. Right. Which was an absolute highlight. And just seeing the energy and people stopping by and being like, what is this? They, oh, this is an esports team. You know, it's like, what is an esports team? You know, yeah. and these are, you know, these are conversations that we all have all the time. But this is the main industry. This is adult <laughs> entertainment, as funny as it sounds, right? Not that is type that of adult of the, entertainment, but it's like the uh, acronym letters is adult. <laughs> That's right. Three, at least three of the A's are are, are adult. Yeah. International <laughs> yes. adult adult adult. <laughs> 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 Podcasting <laughs> association. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, 
I don't know. That's I know yeah, what the no. P stands for, Dan, but no. no. Okay, oh, there you go. No, <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to say sorry to Iapa, uh, sponsors, <laughs> and heritage, and all the way back. Oh, man. We've gone down a dark But no, it's, uh, it's been awesome, man. Like, I, I missed you guys. I was like actually seeing this entire event. I met some podcast fans there, and shout out to all of them. And I'm sorry, I can't remember the names, but I'll definitely tweet out them because I have some infos. But um, it's just so cool, the the impact of virtual reality in commercial space. Yeah. That's, it, it's it's changed, you know. Um, PC wireless streaming is king. Like, it's, we can say that now. Um, that's the future. It's PC VR. Um, you would expect that all these Focus 3s, the Quest 2s that are now kind of being used in commercial entertainment. Mm. Apparently, Meta's approving some deal behind the scenes, which is kind of mm. cool. Um, I don't know the details about that yet, but I'm going to be exploring. Um, but it's so cool seeing just wireless streaming and, and just kind of everything going full circle, which is kind of what I've been talking about a lot. It's, it's super rad, but we'll talk more about that later. All so. right. Yeah, I can't wait to dive into the details of Ayapa because I, I hadn't known about it. I think a lot of you maybe won't have either. Uh, so Jose is going to give us the lowdown a little bit later on. Most deaf. Uh, now, whilst the average listener might think what keeps this band warm, at night is a is a fine last from London. Uh, in fact, it's a classic game called Age of Empires. Uh, this Socrates of ours postulates on the weekends, and when he's not forming an empire of his own, he's growing some lima beans and running the show. How's tricks, Rowdy? Uh, that that's a, I I love that description. That that's like me to the letter. You know, like <laughs> that 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 that's perfect. No, I, I've been great. Uh, I haven't been able to play too many VR games this uh, this past two weeks, but what I have done is that uh, there was a, a fundraiser at the simulation center at, uh, at McGill uh, not, mm. that, uh, not that long ago, a couple of days ago, uh, where th- I was invited in order to talk a little bit more about the virtual reality stuff and the projects that they oh. want to do with that. And uh, it was my first time at that simulation center as well. And I was like honestly surprised by like the amount of technology that they already have available there for like research purposes. Uh, there was, for example, there was currently uh, the Canadian military was there as well. This, oh, this, yeah. Very friendly guys. There's only three of them. No, I'm joking. I'm They were there and they uh, they were doing a full simulation training. Uh, now, I didn't see the training itself because uh, they were having first like, you know, theory sessions about like, you know, what they were going to do. But I did see the equipment and they had like within the center, they had like smoke machines. They had a lot of fake blood there and they were going to do this full like casualty simulation about like you know where there's like an emergency hospital so the entire the entire space would be transformed into like this casualty um, hospital and they would have to like run around there would be smoke everywhere and like like loud noises and stuff happening and i was just surprised at like how how serious these centers like take this stuff in order for actual like military purpose training and i've i'd never seen something like that because we all you know we play games and virtuality games and we go through that but to see that being used in an educational setting to really simulate an event is mm. is rather impressive uh, i think uh, they had like morgue tables that were all like laid out with like uh you know uh i mean were mannequins not real dead people but like mannequins that were on there that would have like like uh, injuries and stuff like that and then they would have to like practice on that they had like Machines that would simulate an endoscopy or like a colonoscopy machine, like all these kind of like weird kind of simulation things that you could practice with and practice on in order to learn new skills. 
And it was, uh, yeah, it was rather impressive. Rather it sounds, impressive. It sounds really cool. Although I have to ask the question, who in the middle of combat is getting a colonoscopy? I'm not signing right always, now. Not signing yeah. Hey, oh, they're still taking in volunteers, uh, but like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, like I, I mean, I I went there thinking I was cool with my little virtuality headset, and I was there like I was like, "What do you guys need me for?" You know, like it's uh, uh, it is, it is very cool to see it, but it is a lot of you know a lot of material, a lot of things happening, and the the thing that they like specifically about virtuality is that you're actually in that virtual space and. It's a great educational tool as well, since the, the application that I showed was actually uh, related to something about anatomy, where you would have a human skeleton and you would be able to, you know, pick parts of the skeleton, show it, and there's like some text that appears for it. So from an educational point of view, that was more like the uh, the interesting part. But what the military did there was uh, was kind of insane. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, wow. the, the scale and the scope of it. Yeah. I've seen like... I, you you tend to see like if you go to like a, a local fair or something you'll see like an ambulance crew or somebody you know showing off. So what you're talking about for me is like a couple of leaps beyond that. And so oh, it's, it's quite, yeah, it's, quite incredible. It's like the, the like it's a the space itself is about thirty one thousand square feet. So it's it's massive. It's like a really really big center, and they convert that entirely in this kind of like. I don't know like a hospital war zone kind of thing with like smoke everywhere and like. And like like blood sprayed like I mean it's just oh god did they really go far in order to give that kind of like panic reaction? There's all like rooms yeah. as well which have like you know just like uh, fake mirrors. So they like the evaluating committee is like behind the mirrors in order to evaluate people how they're doing Jesus. and stuff like that. So it's wow. this really like A Quantico, right? Yeah, it's like, like it, 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 it feels like. really, really like futuristic and like they have like these mad, they had like a development team as well, which had this like, you know, giant room with like a vocal recording booth and like, yeah, it was really impressive the amount of tech that they just had there in order to, to simulate events, which was really, really yeah. neat to see that in a, because we see it in a gaming perspective often, like, like yeah. it does as well. Like, you know, we, we have all those like environments that like simulate games. But to see that being used specifically for like an educational or a research or a military purpose is something else. Mm -hmm. I will because say because there's a certain level of seriousness added yeah. to it. Like I've actually done something similar. Um, it wasn't medical. It was like um, close quarters combat. There was this place in um, Orange County, California, somewhere that had these like giant. I would say 180. They weren't quite 360 screens where they put you in these scenarios, and they would have the operators or the technicians. Because you, you could yell at the screen and uh, interact with it. And so the technicians could change the the script or whatever was happening in the scene right. based on your interactions with ah. it. So if you were kind of acting more, be more scared, maybe they might have the perpetrator um, act more aggressively. Um, but, yeah, it really does show you, you know, the consequences of your actions if you do things wrong. It, it's right. um, that emotional component that you miss. Um, you don't have when you're playing things like video games because we know it's a, a game. I don't. It's hard. To, mm -hmm. It's it's very hard yeah, to describe. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. They, you do it, yeah. Because they didn't only do that. Like the military was just like a small part of the of the things that we're doing. Because like a lot of the parts were as well for like you know training medical students, like performing, mm -hmm. for example, a surgery. Hence why I brought up the the colonoscopy, of course. Because you don't want to practice that on someone like and then like you know you have like forty students doing a colonoscopy or something, you know. <laughs> well, that's one way to, you know, group bonding, I guess. Learn a lot of, learn a lot yeah. of things. I think you get very strange yeah. individuals coming up for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think what I love, I, I love the most about what you're talking about. For me, because I'm a tech too, you know what I mean? So like, I love the, the variables and systems working together, yeah. right? So um, the one that you're probably talking about, Adam, is Pixo. Um, and they do a lot of, it's de-escalation training in the private <laughs> sector. Mm -hmm. and, and the cool thing about this is that they're using, it's, 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 it's magic, right? That's why companies like Jump, they don't show it, right? They, they don't want, it's, I think that the moment you see all the variables are working together, the illusion. it loses yeah. the magic. It really does, right? So, you know, they're using hand tracking, they're using emotions, they're using depth sensor cameras, they're using, you know, VR trackers through infrared, but they're also using spatial track, they're just a lot of systems in unison. And some of them, yeah, they throw in physical liquids for, for you to know what you're feeling if there's like a disaster scene. Some of them, add, yeah, it's just so cool. I love the, the production side of it all. Because, yeah, yeah, it's literally an orchestrator, like who's literally a... I forgot the name of the game, but it's like a game where you like, I think it's like Pandemic, I think it's called. It's like where you see the, the earth and you're like, oh, yeah, disaster control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's really think about what you're describing, Riley. Think about the guy who's like orchestrating the scenario. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like a madman. Some, some like, sick okay. individual. Yeah. It sounds to me yes. like uh, the commander mode in Battlefield 2 back in the day. Yes. I mean, like it, this is really sounding like tantalizing. Like I want to be driving that. I know it's. It's it's probably the equivalent of like a an air traffic controller job, but it just does sound like a game I want to play now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, ser serious yeah. applications, right? For for each of these things. Yeah. Um, but it very cool to see it. I, I agree with the point you're making there, Rowdy, in terms of uh, it moving now into industry and and being embedded, and it's it's yeah, now a tool, sure. right? It's not going away, and um, that's that's fantastic. So, all right, let's uh let's dig up into our audience's own sins, if if any have. Uh, been been called out in, in in chat. I'm curious what they've been doing in their free time, and if any of them have um, done any half price deals with the devil. So, no colonoscopies. I'm sad oh, to say. That's a shame. Oh, come on, like <laughs> guys. It's important. I was expecting at least one or two. Yeah. Come on. Uh, we have some Among Us VR Moss Two. Um, Good. I I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher the name. I always is it Shores of Loki, right? Yep. L O C I. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Shores okay. of Loki. I've been meaning to try that one as well. Um, Mother Gunship Forge earlier. That's so nice. good, actually. It's really fun. Um, and then there one. were a couple of uh, other... Actually, it was because of um, Skiva. I was able to do the jump experience. So a couple of uh, those who went with me on that same day also, you know, just saying how crazy the, the experience was. So that's super fun. <laughs> did they it's fit Skiva like, in a suit? Because that's a tall did. dude. I mean, uh, He was worried about that. He's yeah, he massive. was worried. And, um, yeah, you, like it's, it's so funny cause I have his footage of when he jumped before you, you know, never saw him again past the floor. And, uh, <laughs> you could, you could definitely tell like, oh, that's definitely Skiva. <laughs> yeah. He's just so that's tall. Amazing. Like, yeah. The wingsuit only reached up until like, you know, like just above his belly button. Like, I'm choke your rowdy. Right. Well, that's good. All right. So uh, for our, I think he's the tallest as I know in the, in the VR space anyway, that, uh, that I know. Yes. Uh, that lad and uh, what, what a heart on the guy as well. So, uh, all right, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's move on. Then I'll give you my highlight. Uh, my highlight is um, a very simple one. One that I've been waiting a very long, very long time, very long time for. Uh, it is right behind me. Um, and it is a PS5. Oculus. So I finally okay. got a <laughs> PS5. I thought it was a clock. Hand. It's a clock. I'm, yeah, it's a, that's it. Um, it was so exciting. But, like the th the reason, just to frame it, like as somebody who loves tech and loves kind of emergent technology, 
Um, you know, I had to give up on Steam Deck, had to give up on, you know, Quest Pro, Pico 4, even a budget like HP Reverb when they put that on sale, the G2. Like all that stuff was like, oh, I want it, but I got to hold on because I know what I'm saving for. So finally picked up a, um, a PS5 disc edition. And then uh, and then the day after when the, the PS4 or sorry, the PSVR 2 orders went up, pre-ordered. And so like I'm, I'm very awesome. happy about all of that. Awesome. But well, I, I do have to say though, Sam, like, like can, can you show it to me again? It, it does look like it's about to fall off of that thing like any moment now. Like, that does <laughs> not look like a stable way of putting it down. Just one bump of Kind of expensive. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping my cats don't decide to jump up there, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the moment, it is a bit of a showpiece and it's sitting there. But like the thing that's gotten me, because I've never had hands-on with a PlayStation 5 before. I never had hands-on with the DualSense controllers. And I know loads of people have always said, you know, the haptics are great. And I'm a big haptics guy. Love that stuff. But like yeah. getting my hands on it, going into Astro um, for the first time and actually feeling like all of the things that the controllers can do, the technical uh, capabilities of the PlayStation itself are just amazing. Like I have that sitting there, but I can be sitting upstairs, plug in a PS5 with remote play and play perfectly. You know, I'm like 720p, 60 FPS, and I can't tell the difference on a 1080p screen. It's, it's just, wow. it's amazing to do that across the house. I can even do that outside of the house, which I plan to test sometime soon. So um, <laughs> that's the PS5. So that's that part. It's really, for me, it was like experiencing the N64 rumble pack all over again. Like you're woke, <laughs> your senses get woken up to something. And I got just like super into it. And now I'm going through games like uh, Returnal, which are just really fantastic. And they're games that have such high fidelity when you've been in VR and you've taken the compromises um, that, that come hand in hand with VR stepping to triple a games uh, or even double a titles it's like it's really strange because i backed away from that for so many years and now i'm like in catch-up mode um it's great it just feels like i'm having a hollywood experience now the sonics are incredible the way it adapts to your environment all of it anyway so very happy i've got my little uh my scout badge this week was you know trap a ps5 and so i'm, I'm happy about that i'm already wow. for nice. february now Welcome um, to the club. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I love proud. that you you compared it to the Nintendo 64 Rumble Pack because it's such a good. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's yes, I, I get it. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be that much of a step up. It really is. It really is. A, and for mm -hmm. Haptics guy, it's just like, oh, I'm so happy now. Um, so with that, there's a lot of news to cover. Uh, so let's go. All right. Um, right. So. <laughs> Shortly after the last podcast, our dear friend Palmer Lucky was added again on his blog. He writes a great blog. Uh, for those newer to VR that might not know, Palmer kicked off the new era of VR with Oculus Rift by tinkering in his basement and getting buddy-buddy with John Carmack. Well, uh, what's Palmer got for us this time? So as a fan of Sword Out Art Online, SAO, Palmer decided to create his own VR headset you can't take off. In that popular piece of Japanese subculture, thousands of VR MMORPG gamers were trapped inside a death game, not unlike Squid Game or Battle Royale, with a headset tied to in-game hit points. Die in VR, and you die in real life. So, this inspired Palmer, and given his more recent foray into military supply, contracting with company Anduril, he's gone and made a slight adjustment to the Oculus Quest Pro. Unfortunately, not improving on the headset on the headset's forehead experience. In fact, he's made things far, far worse. If you're a diehard fan of Saw or Seven, uh, <laughs> man, we got the headset for you. 
Uh, milled into this headset are three, not just one, two, three explosive charges uh, that when just a narrowband sure. sensor detects a specific frequency of flashing red on screen, they will detonate and instantly kill the user. Much like the Oculus Quest Pro tries to do on occasion. Palmer has plans for anti-tamper mechanisms to help make it impossible to remove or destroy this headset. And while it's still in prototype, Palmer admits he has, quote, not worked up the balls to actually use it myself just yet. <laughs> Sounds like he has plans I, to try uh, it once he, once he perfects the strategy. What? It's like, if I first heard about this and I'm like, first, I want to say that's cool, but not in a, not in a creepy murdery way but <laughs> were there ever i don't know if i ever saw this but what what are the intentions with this headset is he going to like is it going to be just at his home or like auctioned uh, off or like I, what? I, he does not mention in his blog i am i am i am <laughs> i'm scared that this device even exists because there are loonies out there who might be like oh yeah i've got the sick fantasy i'll just get palmer i'll get him inside his own headset and then we'll have a whole like saw film that plays out you know, so I, there's no way you'd get me to create one of these things. I think it's a bad idea. I love the concept. And I think you could have done just like a, a graphic 3D render of the same thing. He's actually made it, um, which means he's playing with explosive devices. I'm hoping they're not actually live, but I bet you knowing Palmer, they probably are. Uh, he did. I think he mentions that they yeah. were live on the yeah. blog post. He said that he had and he just said it so casually. It's like, oh, I just had these casually here because from another project. <laughs> it, it's it, it's yeah. wild. What? I for one, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that they're life charges just because it'd be too dangerous. I think to work with, uh, I don't think, I don't yeah. think that's true. But second of all, like it's the, and Chad can probably help me out. There's a name for this, like where you, like it's it's based on like I think it's like a a story where like I think it's a book or something where like an, a technology is invented that shouldn't be invented, and like uh. they, how is that called again? They call that like when like science fiction writers write write about some kind of like doomsday device that shouldn't be invented. And, and because someone... they talked about that in that book, oh. it, gets it gets created, right? That sounds you like just a this... German word, like Schrödenfrauda. that yeah, uh, would, like, would I, uh, like I forgot the name. That. I forgot the name of it, but there, there's, there is a name for that. And I, I feel this is a little bit in that kind of thing. It's like where people say like, um, that it shouldn't, like it shouldn't be created because Sword Art Online is basically that, you know, like Sword Art Online is like, you know, we shouldn't be doing something like this. But because Sword Art Online exists, that is why this was now created, right? Yeah, well, look at like it, look at like Mortal Kombat or Unreal Tournament, any of these like death games. I still have this sick feeling that that's coming one day. If it's not already a thing, I wouldn't be surprised if in some pocket of the world somewhere someone does that stuff uh, as twisted as hell. But um, humans yeah. are messed up. That's all. Yeah, and, and, for sure. You know, Palmer's just another human. So <laughs> there you go. But, and I think, and, that, and also, it allows building the conversation, right? Because now a lot of conversations are like, oh, like he said himself, I don't have the balls to try it. He knows that he's going to have to get, take it off, right? So what, what does that look like? It, it starts, it's inspiring those conversations. Yeah. It's like, eventually headsets are going to get into military. How do you protect yourselves? What happens if you're piloting a nuclear drone? Yeah, no, you. I think, Jose, you're making the, the, the line of thought you're going down now. Like this actually has some military application is is both scary and right on the money. I think it's you're right on the Kickstarter. money. Yeah, man. Okay. Military kicks, nerds are well, scary, well, Think about bro. it, right, right? You know the old, um, <laughs> the old spy tooth, right? The dummy tooth that had cyanide in it that you break a capsule and boom, you're dead. Mm -hmm. This is just another example of that. A little bit more extreme. Mm -hmm. Pops the old head off. 
right? And you're done, right? You're soldier. Have you guys ever seen the the rubber ducky USB? The rubber, rubber ducky what? USB. What is that? No. It's a uh, it's uh, I, uh, it's a really scary. Actually, a new model just recently got announced, like a few days ago or months ago. Sorry, by by the Hack Five guys. This is really old school crew of people that yeah, they made hacking devices and they have this USB device called the rubber ducky that is a programmable USB device that can literally kill any electronic it connects yeah. to. But it can also feed off information, install keyloggers. It's like a powerful hacking oh, tool. I shouldn't even be talking about this stuff. That. But it's it's. Those are the cool, the cool conversations that are coming to XR. It, you know, there was a. Uh, does hack, it look yeah. like a rubber ducky? No. Yes, does, the original one is was an like... actual little rubber ducky with a little USB port, and the new one actually oh, looks God. like in pretty much a, it, the second version is terrifying because it looks like a generic Chinese flash drive, <sighs> and you don't know the destruction that wow. can cause. Sounds but, awesome. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, it's super for, for that info. Uh, yeah. Inspiring it's, our it's young up to, and coming yes. members of the podcast. Break everything. Break uh, everything. I like the idea. It's good. Sometimes <laughs> you just need to fry stuff and run, right? So there you go. Um, if someone okay. in chat remembers the name of that device that they created in, in that book that I was talking about, then the, yeah. please let me know because it's going to drive me insane not knowing it. <laughs> it was every week we've got a question for chat like that, don't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. With that, so we have uh, this is now the holiday season, you know, because both Adam and I are ill with something. Um, and, uh, with Black Friday trundling towards us, uh, we know the holiday season, the spending season is upon us yet again. So Humble Bundle have a great value deal worth snatching if you're new to VR. It's sporting 11 titles via Steam Keys, uh, and, and these are them. So, A Fisherman's Tale, I Expect You to Die, very similar to what we were just talking about, Cook Out a Sandwich Tale, Until You Fall, Super Hot VR, The Wizard's Dark Times, Akron, Attack of the Squirrels, Car Mechanic Simulator VR, Shooty Fruity, I love that game, uh, The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets, Sirento VR, um, all for $12 or £10. Wow. That's pretty Just good such value. Good deals. Yeah. Can they're, you give all the games, bundles? though, right? You, you can. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can. Mm, okay. You can actually even buy it yourself and then be like, oh, I have this game. Yeah. Let me just give them that key of the ones that I don't yeah. have. You can feed game. keys out. Um, it's great. It's really good for um, like like on, on my Discord, for example, we would we would give out a spare keys, right? If you get one from a dev, but you already have a copy or whatever, you'd like give it out and your audience can just eat that up. Uh, we always have community members who are buying these bundles, have, you know, five games, give away the other six type of thing. So it really fuels a kind of really nice uh, part of the community. That's why I also like to support Humble Bundle, which again supports charity and devs. So at the same time, these games are quite old, though, right? These are old. Like these are uh, old. none of these. Sorrento games, I mean, is 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 very old. Yeah, that's an OG. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's a 2017, pack. I think. That's a good VR starter maybe? pack. Yeah. yeah, that's why I said I think if you're new uh, to VR, a lot of this stuff is really quite good. Yeah. Like out of that list, I would say Until You Fall stands out. Um, a Fisherman's Tale is a good single player one. I Expected to Die still stands up. Um, super, super hot. hot, yeah. Uh, Shooty Fruity is good single player, and then Akron for the holiday season is a fantastic multiplayer party game. Absolutely fantastic. You got friends, family. It's one person in VR. Everybody else on there are mobile phones or tablets. So much fun. Um, and you can do uh, pass the headset type things. So recommended for anyone who doesn't have those games. I can't speak to Car Mechanic Simulator. Uh, I've seen it around, never played it. Uh, the rest I have. There you go. Um, right. So, we've got another sale to talk about. Although this one feels a little bit like a hoodwink to me. I only just recently put the price up, and now the price is coming down again. A little bit silly. Meta are offering 
both Resident Evil 4 and Beat Saber in a discounted bundle for $350 for the 128 gigabyte version of the Quest MetaQuest 2 and $430 for the 256 gigabyte version. Um, so that looks like a pretty good deal now, particularly for the bigger of the two, um, which used to retail for, for 400 now coming with two games. So again, Resident Evil 4 will clock you quite a few hours. I'd say probably take you 15 hours or so to beat that. Um, there's a lot of content in there. And then Beat Saber is, I'll be, just give you warnings, that's official command. That should be given. I've, I've, I've said this since day one, before they bought Beat Games, that should be given with, with quests and they would be making even more money because that game, the amount we've spent on packs is ridiculous in this household. Um, I have mostly my wife to blame, but she's an expert plus like uh, killer in, in, that, wow. in that regard. Um, but they keep wow. coming out with great big artists and I love seeing that because it is it's driving VR to be a little bit more mainstream and everybody gets to know the, the lightsaber game, right? Um, just to let you know, uh, this starts 18th of November, goes until the end of the year, 31st of December. Participating retailers, quite a few of them, uh, include, of course, Meta themselves, Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, Target, and Walmart. And if you want more details on that, see the Meta blog post uh, for countries in which this is supported. There's quite a few, big range. Um, so with that as well, uh, Rowdy, go ahead and run the Meta Christmas ad. Uh, we got a new holiday advert from Meta, and this time no sad Chuck E. Cheese is here. This one's called <laughs> Wish for the Thank Extraordinary. God. This one's thankfully a lot better uh, than the one that I think, I think I, I lost out to the other members of the podcast when we talked about that one. I think three or four were like <laughs> downvoting it. I still like the sad Chuck E. Cheese, but hey, this it one horrible. sports a Christmas morning filled with excitement, showcasing a number of real games, uh, including the upcoming Walking Dead Chapter 2, Iron Man, several other titles. Um, Real Christmassy. Way more, way more I Christmassy. Love I love that it's, it's a, it's a, it's a well colored and accessibility flavored uh, cast. Like we see from meta a lot, but I really like the feeling this gives off and the fact that it's sporting real games. Um, because this is like to contrast the Japanese one that we saw, uh, which is all like fantasy stuff that doesn't exist yet. And it kind of blows it out beyond what it currently is. I think that this stays true to its roots. It's showing punch-ups, you know, it's real. And so that's what I personally like about it. But if each of you have seen it, what were your thoughts on this year's, you know, holiday ad from Meta? I was emotional. I actually got emotional. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely the first advertisement for VR. And I, I really like the Billie Eilish Beat Saber mm. one. Like there's been a few, the, the Resident Evil 4 Japanese trailer was amazing, cool. but this one was very, very specific, right? Like if you put yourself in the 70 year old Nintendo 64, since we're taught, we mentioned the 64 yep. earlier mindset, yep. think of the, the smash bros all in the costumes commercial that everybody's like, wait, why is Mario fighting and like, happy together was playing. It, it felt that it, it was yep. this weird energy that I haven't seen in VR before that reminded me of, you know, I keep arguing that Meta wasn't a gaming company when it came to the Quest, mm. but this advertisement made me go like, maybe they're not, but they're definitely really trying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. That, that, I, exactly. I, I think Sony's holiday commercial hasn't released yet. I, I, they're focusing on the, on the magic of PlayStation. Quest went after the magic of what the technology can do. Yeah. Right, what is accessibility look like? Shout out to them for actually 
putting a lot of different styles of family, yeah. um, different colors and backgrounds. Like, truth of the matter is, VR doesn't do that much when it comes to representation. So Meta definitely did in that commercial. Yeah. So, yeah, it was more than just the messaging of mm -hmm. the holidays. Whoops, I hit my microphone. It was more the the overall perspective of what they're trying to achieve here. Yeah. They, and, you know, they. I love. That. I'm I'm a little bit on the other end of things because uh, I think. Um, I mean, I think this works really well with an American audience. I find it a very yes. American Coca-Cola oh, trailer. Everybody yes. loves each other. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it, it, it kind of gives me a little bit the GBs uh, watching it because I know yeah. that I know why there are so many colored people in the trailer. And I know why there is like a it, it's yes. more of a. Like when I see this, I think it's more like, you know, this is more about them trying to portray their image as being all-inclusive as being that rather than actually it's doing very patronizing yeah. for sure yeah in, in a way so i mean i'm a little bit like with these kind of trailers i'm always a bit like yeah but it's not like that you know <laughs> like yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah. bit on the yeah, other yeah, yeah, end yeah, yeah. of that yeah. of that kind of spectrum um i think yeah it's, it's hard know. it's hard to buy that right now mm. i but they're still putting like to jose's point for me right this isn't the first time they've done that this no. this has been yep. since the beginning. They I think they learned very early on from Apple that if you don't do that, you're like not sending the right message, and you're also not selling to everybody. You're just selling to a targeted audience. And so I, while I do think that their driver is what's going to make us the most money, mm, I'm still sure. glad that's there because it yeah. it sets a standard yeah, exactly. and it lets people who are represented right. in the video also know that's normal. That's mm -hmm. what should be normal that's where mm -hmm. we should be going right yeah. even if it's not that just yet or not just today yeah. you know what i mean yeah. yeah patronize to us you know <laughs> what i'm saying that's what i'm saying yeah. like like let's patronize to everybody and we'll figure out what the vr industry looks like what the community looks like right team infinite's a great example of that yeah. you know what i mean like people were asking what an esports what what they were they couldn't they, they had the, they had jerseys on they had names they were like is this a like, what is their sport? What is their team? Baseball or something? Or like, what is what is this? What's an e-sport? What does that mean? Yeah, We're defining the industry. And, and I think the, the conversations that we're having is that's a success for them, yeah. right? Because, yeah, we're definitely being patronized. I, I definitely agree. Like, I've been skeptical of Meta the entire time. And this you one, this video be. was just, it had enough love. Exactly. Just, just enough love. That it's made the effort. Like, the effort that they're doing. Yes. Yeah. It I'm was the effort though, that I, I like saw. I hear, I hear you, Rowdy. I, I'm worried about yes. the, the formulaic nature of it. It really does feel like it came out of the lab. It, and, and they did so many tests with it, they knew exactly how to make it yes. feel right. Yeah, I really was expecting at the end, like Ryan Reynolds or like somebody like in that <laughs> caliber, like to come out and like, <laughs> Hug a oh, puppy uh, or something. Yeah. Adam, yeah. what were you trying to say there? Because you, you had a point. I on mean, that. like, pardon my language, but I am like, a pretty much a basic bitch when it comes to Christmas. Like, I am all about Christmas. Uh, like, I love it. So I'm a sucker for these kind of commercials, especially, you know, having a tie in with two of the things I love now, Christmas and VR. So to kind of uh, replicate that, you know, Christmas morning, opening your gifts, but have VR included in this now is really uh, interesting. So, I mean, I'm yeah. probably their target audience of like, suckers for christmas commercials i can't i don't know if i could give the the greatest um unique perspective but i enjoyed yeah. it i thought it was quite i do want Same. whatever uh 
chainsaw weapon that that girl opened for uh, Walking Dead Retribution. I'm like, I yeah. want that. What is that? I, I love that contrast with you. Chainsaw. Like, oh, you know, I love Christmas. I like, open up your presents. And I'm like, I want that. I want that <laughs> chainsaw. You know, that chainsaw. I want that. Like, <laughs> a very contrasted person. This is, this is a fantastic team. Oh, my God. I love you guys. All right. <laughs> so then we're not here at all. I'll just keep going. All right. The other thing that Mark gave this holiday, unfortunately, is also very Christmassy to yeah. a large portion oh. of the meta team. Uh, Stark transitions is what we do best here at F Reality. So Mark stated, <laughs> we've cut costs across our business, including scaling back budgets, reducing perks and shrinking our real estate footprint. We're restructuring teams to increase our efficiency, but these measures alone won't bring our expenses in line with our revenue growth. So I've also made the hard decision to let people go. This decision has reduced the team by about 13% or 11,000 plus staff and includes a hiring freeze that will extend into quarter one next year. Now, while hiring freezes aren't a surprise thing, most companies go through it at this time of year um, and the news drop was pretty stark. I have to you know, take my hat off to Elon Musk for stealing Mark's thunder and having Twitter, locking staff out of offices and just creating havoc on the internet on a platform that I personally love. I love, I love Twitter. Um, so Same. I just wanted to take my hat off for a second to uh, the Meta employees who unfortunately have lost their positions. The package they're getting looks pretty good for, uh, for a North American audience, honestly. So hopefully they'll get the time to sync up and find something new to do with their lives and, you know, use their talents. Um, and, and, and to what's going on at Twitter, well, that show's only just started. So uh, I'm, I'm sat here with my popcorn watching the flames go up. And I'm um, really asking the question, are they going to survive the next six months? I don't know. But I can tell you that um, if I was an advertiser, I'd, I'd be scared off of probably both of these companies right now. Uh, so interesting to see where, where we go in 2023. Um, God, it's, when will this end? But will this like, you know, run of surprising, you know, ball busting news stop? Like it started back in like 2018, 2019, and it just hasn't given up and it keeps happening. So I don't know. Maybe one day we'll have a boring year again. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Don't jinx it. Try, yeah, try not. Anyway, okay. We're, we're, we're in a gauntlet of companies now. Let's go to the next one. Um, competitor to Qualcomm uh, called MediaTek, who has, for me, been behind the veil uh, quite a bit. But they're an up-and-coming Taiwanese firm. Uh, they're known for designer chips in home entertainment products. Uh, their chips are used in a variety of devices, ranging from uh, Samsung, Asus, OnePlus. Got a OnePlus phone. Um, and they have also announced that they're actually manufacturing the chip that's going into the PSVR 2. So this is a big deal for them, right? Most of the headsets that are out there right now are using uh, Qualcomm products, uh, Snapdragon processors, and this is something else. I didn't catch the name of the actual processor. Not much information was given uh, at the MediaTek presentation. Uh, but just knowing that that partnership is there, good news for MediaTek, good news for um, just a bit of kind of in, in, intra-market competition, I think. So good to see it. Um, it'll probably also mean a, a cheaper, cheaper price and, you know, higher uh, revenue uh, for Sony in, in the long run as they manufacture their headset. Uh, so that's it. That's a bit from MediaTek. Jose, you seem to know them quite well. So go on. Do you have anything to say about yeah, MediaTek? So, yeah, no, it, it's, you said uh, it's going to help Sony a yeah. lot, right? So I just wanted to add, uh, it's, there really isn't much of a difference between like Qualcomm and MediaTek. The difference between both companies is that MediaTek completely locks you out of their source code, mm. right? Which that's what allows companies to invent, invest in them and use their technologies, right? Because if the PSVR 2 
ends up going with Qualcomm within a few days, you know, wireless streaming drivers support will come out. Um, right. It's, it, it's, that makes uh, sense. A similar story to what the Nintendo switch, um, the Nintendo switch came out with the Tegra CPU. And before that, the CPU schematics came out and it just destroyed the, the, the system before it came out. So Sony has been in this game for so long that they, they, they don't, trust other companies to make these products they may they hire a cpu to be built for them that's kind of love your insights Jose. that really helps and makes a real stark difference as to why they would partner with a yeah arguably smaller firm um but yeah that's that's a that's a clear win uh for the them. walled garden is amazing for mediatek and it's so frustrating as a, as a tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just want to get into the box right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> into it well yeah. we were speaking of qualcomm so let's talk about the snapdragon summit which took place this week November 15th through 17th in Hawaii. God, having a, <laughs> a get-together down there sounds great. Uh, so what did we learn? Well, there's a tiny little processor called the Snapdragon AR2 Gen 1 uh, that's lower power, smaller footprint. The PCB itself is actually smaller and targeted for smart AR glasses. So that's cool. Uh, what's even cooler than that, I think, is that uh, Niantic, no for popular VR games, or sorry, popular AR games like Pokemon Go uh, and Harry Potter AR have shown a reference headset that is designed, this is a personal dream of mine, for outdoor use. For outdoor use. How long have we been wanting this, right? Um, so it's got hand tracking. And if their partnerships play out, that means we might get the outdoor Pokemon experience many of us have yearned for for years, mm. ever since Pokemon Go hit the scene and we experienced the outsides, uh, our environment before they locked us all in, you know, with COVID touch grass. And lockdowns. So yeah, touch grass moment. Maybe we actually get to go out there. For a while, I was worrying that maybe camera tech just wasn't good enough in tracking in the outdoors. The sun would always overpower headsets. But seeing this has given me just so much uh, joy and like inspiration and, and, and just desire for this, this headset to become a thing. One other thing I would just mention in terms of the form factor of this headset, uh, it's light. One great feature I saw in it. Now, this is a reference design, so this is you know, a consumer product, just to bear that in mind, uh, is a foldable, foldable headband so that it's compact uh, to travel. And when you don't want to look like a Borg, you can just tuck it into your bag or purse or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, this excites me for AR gaming. Um, you know, what, what, do you, what do you guys think of this headset? I'm so in. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> 11, 12 year old me. It, yeah. I mean, this is going to sound super suckery again, but man, if there is some kind of Pokemon thing on this, I'm being so excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm already excited oh, about the imagine? new Pokemon game, like let alone like, because it's like a open world kind of thing. Like just imagine uh -huh. having that and like, uh, you know, like in a, in a VR headset or in an AR headset, like, you know, running over the entire world. Like, man, real amazing. life. Setting right. setting beefs like in Pokemon battles, like what you say, like let's you know, throw down right here, right then. You just see people on a basketball AR headset. Yes. Oh, I'm so ready. <laughs> so I'm ready. so excited. I always think that that's the stuff that I love to think about. It, it's it's co-location. That's why I love location-based stuff. It's just like I I love the idea of bringing people into that world and. Sharing. I like the idea of permanence. Um, like what we had with Minecraft Earth, that unfortunately came and then failed and flopped and got drawn mm -hmm. off the market. But being able to set something up, an environment, or do something, have your mark on a on an area, or like you said, like Jose, when you're when you're doing multiplayer in AR with others, but not having to hold a device up, um, you know, like just being able to wear it and do it doesn't matter if you look geeky, it doesn't matter. None of us care. None of us care. Let's just fucking get on the streets with our silly headsets. Um, and, and I'm not going to do that with a Quest Pro, definitely not. 
right? So something like this that looks a little bit more towards the Ray-Ban style. Um, really exciting. Really exciting. I'm interested My favorite... in the fitness potential applications, maybe. I oh, mean, I, good call. I, I know that, you know, there's rec, but I imagine there might be some other AR-related um, fitness well, like types could, that might work well with this. Like like we Sports, for ex- uh, sorry, we Fit had that jog around the island simulator. If you could do a running application where you um, even had your virtual buddies jogging alongside you or even just some <laughs> virtual you know, objects to lighten up, you know, just to change up your environment as you're jog- doing your jog or whatever. Yeah. Do you I'm remember Zombies Run? I don't know if anyone did people that. Yeah. Yeah. Zombies Run, but AR. Yeah, 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 people yeah, are going to get sure. killed over that. Yeah. So yeah, I love it. I love the idea, yeah. but um, don't let kids space. run out in the street. Yeah, <laughs> in a safe space, in a field, 100%. <laughs> I actually was zombies. talking to somebody who was pitching like a Frogger type of game in oh, for God. arena scale where you're like jumping and not getting hit by cars. And that's exactly Frogger why AR. they, they, they're, yeah, people beat starts running because people, they think they're an American Ninja Warrior. So they just start running in a straight <laughs> line because they're in the virtual space. So oh, they end up like running so fast they can't stop and they hit a wall or <laughs> yeah. whatever. So oh, man. Yeah. Well, um, that's that's a fun one. I'm curious if any of you have like from your AR experiences, um, what's your favorite? I'll start with mine while you maybe think about it. I have a favorite, which I which I saw in this fun little indie event. It's called Smash Tanks, and it's basically like you've got it's a three v three battle uh, where it's two players or more, and you like pull the tanks back and you let them go, and they crash into buildings or crash into other tanks. Um, but it's like, you could, you could scale it to a desk or you could scale it up to a field and we'd done that and you could network iPads or whatever to play this game, that game with these kinds of glasses, AR networked hundred percent. What I want to do. Do you guys have favorite like AR games that you can see immediately coming to this headset or just concepts that you're you know intrigued Rec. by? Like I, I got to try Rec, Rec the at the, um, oh, you tried at the AR house, mm-hmm. but this was on cool. the quest too. And uh, so you were on, you know, the black and white pass through and. Yep. You have to watch out for mm. random holes in the line. <laughs> but it was, other than yes, that, is... it was really fun. So if it was with some kind of, uh, you know, AR color pass through, um, it would be really good. Because I am decently fit, I'd like to say, but I got pretty, pretty dang winded. And and the way it works, you don't have to necessarily go in a straight line because you're more, you're dueling somebody. So what really happens, you're kind of more circling each other, like a bunch of tiger cats. You Can know, you you're explain just kinda... Rec again? Is this, yep. a, is this an energy ball one one versus one? Or is it more like tennis? Yeah. What is it? It's more like, so you have different superpowers. Um, so you're basically throwing okay. like energy balls at each other, but there'll also be power-ups nearby that if you happen to see them, you might want to run to it first before the other person can. But there's also that awkward, like, how close are we actually? Are we going to collide with each other? Like when you try mm. to go for the power-up at the same time? But it was really fun. It was definitely a a workout. I just had a hard time imagining too many people having the space for this kind of a thing, you know, but it was cool. I'm really glad you said that because, like, that's exactly why I'm very excited. Um, You know, Jump is a good example is that Jump had to reformat a Valve Index for for what the experience they're doing is there's going to be a really the football helmet equivalent of. (laughs) vr oh, aggressive sports oh, cool. and i'm ready like truth of the matter is like when I, I, I keep thinking about team infinite but when they were running in 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 after the fall i i told them hey don't run so hard you guys will bump into each other they're like this is sports baby you know they they're they're ready to hit each other they don't care they as long as the headsets don't break you know so what i mean full like, contact exactly... vr ar 
it's coming. Whoa. It's it's inevitable. It's inevitable. <laughs> wow. It has to happen. For right? me personally, uh, I mean, I don't have a favorite yet because I do feel like the technology is a little bit behind on what virtual reality yeah. kind of can offer. Uh, like the thing that bothers me the most is just the field of view. Uh, and I think with AR, that's even more important because, you know, it just breaks so easily if you like pan a little bit to the left or right and then, you know, you lose what you actually see on the screen. I haven't tried the latest AR devices yet. So, I mean, I I, I do think that there are probably improvements that, that have been done in that specific regard. But yeah. I do feel for me to get actually excited about this technology, it would have to progress a little bit more. Because I, I do have the feeling that they're trying to gamify everything that is out in the world there. You know, like going to the supermarket, you know, pick up as many points as you can. Like, I'm not interested in that whatsoever. You know, like <laughs> I, I, do, I don't care about that stuff at all. But I do want to see like, you know, fully fledged AR titles. Like, I mean, we were talking about Age of Empires. I would love having something like that come to like a tabletop and have like, you know, a headset on and you can see it on the table playing out. That kind of stuff I'm excited about. But all of those like gamified experiences. If they could limit, if they could use the tracking on the headset to limit the, I'll call it the crop effect of current AR headsets, Mm. then I think it would help me. Because even like when I was doing like Tilt 5, for example, on tabletop, when that, when that, when that crop side comes in and it just shakes your immersion, right? But if they were able to, like for me, I would want to use it like in a, like a supermarket setting. I don't want to have to bend down and read a label. I don't want to have to do the kind of stuff that we did a hundred years ago. Like yeah. help augment my experience, road yeah. signs, directions, you know, floating chevrons to take me to the nearest Starbucks, I don't, whatever it is, <laughs> but like keep it within the view window so that my brain goes, oh yeah, it's 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 mapped to the entire field of view that I have, even when in reality it isn't. But like, keep the, the animations happening in the in this central yeah. space, mm-hmm. so that you trick my brain. Because the second I see that cut off, I'm like you, Rowdy. Like Hololens, when I saw it, it was like, wow, that's fantastic. But it's a po- yeah. postage stamp. You know, it's so yeah. small. So yeah, there are people in the chat asking how how wreck is spelled. Can you R-E-K. maybe uh... R-E-K-T. R-E-K-T. right? I think that's their, oh, their, their website. Yeah, yeah. R-E-K dot TV. They were saying wrecked like, like on Reddit or something. Wrecked. Because they're going after the, the uh, six is going after, you know, because it's a candy with the medicine, right? So in order for, for people to understand what the power augmented reality, the, the spectators also have. Exactly. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so there's a lot of intricacies that's happening in real time, but adding to the, to the powers of augmented reality, I personally think that in order for augmented reality to propel tracking, as you guys were mentioning, has to win. And that's for me why I personally don't think that consumer-ready AR is going to become a thing. I love the vision that Niantic has. I really want them to achieve it. Cell phones can kind of do augmented reality. So yeah. technically, you're just moving the phone to your face. So, But with that said, the real powers augmented reality I think we're going to see first is going to be either on a standalone like gaming device like the Tilt 5 or the complete opposite, which is going to be car windshields. I feel car windshields already equipped all the tracking sensors, depth sensors, all the tools for them to augment the world in a wild way. We're talking about literally Mario Kart style nav guide on the top of your car. You know, just a lot of weird intricacies that we're going to be able to do that. That's what people call. It's a ways off. We're excited for it. Yeah. But uh, watch the space. Watch the space. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, I'm excited, but yeah. Excellent. Well, moving back indoors for a moment, let's see what devs have been getting up to with the Quest Pro. Uh, now, here's <laughs> a disturbing little video to coat your eyeballs with. 
And this is a good reason to watch the YouTube version of the podcast. Let me narrate for our audio listeners. Anne walks into a store. Looks like a hunting store or perhaps just somewhere in Canada. But there are maybe two, you know, 20 different animal heads hanging off plaques on the wall. Then overlaying on a black and white pass-through layer is a colored heat map showing where shoppers are looking as they browse through the store. This is a future that most certainly is coming, but it's my first time seeing it visualized, and it's quite striking. Here's where they look. Put the item, you know, put the leading item here in this exact spot, and you'll sell twice as many. It shows like this, this, this really interesting kind of heat map of where people are looking in your shop. You can tweak the layout, and man, does that up the game when it comes to retail. Um, so that's, that's one advent of Quest Pro that we've seen. I've also seen, like we've shown on previous podcasts, full home AR with people running and gunning through their homes. Um, not showing that off one today. But if those aren't uh, the kind of Quest Pro experience you're after, maybe this next one is more up your alley. Can, can, can I just stop you there for just a quick moment? Because like, I, I love that the video that you sent me is the one from the tweet from Anton. And he has like a very outspoken opinion on that. And uh, I'm just going to show the opinion now. I'll do well, that intentionally. I mean, do I, show I, it. I love him for, for his outspoken opinions. And I think he's completely right as well. Because like this kind of stuff is so, so scary. Like especially coming from a company that already collects so much data. To have to, to actually have them know where you're actually looking at is just like, you know, like where does it end? Do you, you want know? to read it, it out? It's it's cropped off in the yeah. Uh, you should read it because I actually oh, wait, can't wait, see wait, it. Read it first, I'm and then I'll have a have a story about so, this for you after. Yes, so Anton says, yeah, this is exactly exactly the shit many of us have said. No fucking thanks. Not from Facebook. Not from anyone. Fuck this sort of biometric tracking from the beginning. And like, <laughs> I mean, like, I love um, Anton for his for his opinions on that kind of stuff as well. Like, you know, and and I think he's he's on the ball here. It's like. Like there, this is again one of those kind of technologies that, yes, we can do it, but the question is, should we? You know, like and 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 it is inevitable because there is a lot of money to be made in this, and if there, if money is the driver, then people will develop it. If it isn't Facebook, it will be another company. But at the same time, I I do agree with the opinion. It's like, do you want? Like you don't want it from anyone, but I definitely don't want it from Facebook, considering that mm-hmm. they already have you know psychometric profiles on well, everyone, or Amazon, or Google, or any of those major companies. It's just it, it creeps me out. Yeah, it creeps me I, out. I I complete I, I hate being that guy because I don't want to get you know. But what company would you trust with that? Because truth of the matter is that biometric scanning has existed for a while. I trust no um, company. Samsung. With it. Samsung has been doing it. Like Samsung knows what it, they they call it the eye reader. They your phone won't the screen won't turn off if you're reading something. iPhones use the light emitters to know if you're looking at your yeah. phone. Um, they also can detect yeah. what direction you're looking at. I fully, of um, course. I fully, I'm in the I fully arcade agree. industry. But the the, the problem yeah. is not in per se like the company doing it or like, but it's like that our legislation at this point doesn't have mm-hmm. the tools or the or the knowledge or the the possibilities to deal with this because oh, they're they just do. saying this is just data. <laughs> they do. That's well, the West. scary thing is that there's companies there's companies out there that are doing this like Cash App, Squarespace. They know what um most of these companies that used to be just payment processors ended up buying the machines like Pepsi, the Pepsi machines. Back in the day used to have you can buy it yourself. The actual payment processors went like wait a minute, we know where to put these machines now. Let's just buy them themselves. Like, 
Arcades mm. do this. Crew, Carnival Cruises. Cruises actually have sensors all over their walls to detect heat maps for that reason. They know what to optimize. It is oh, terrifying. the picture's in my like, mind right now. I wish, I wish that eye scanning was, you know, I, I think, just I the think it's good that it's... like people like Anton highlight this kind of stuff so that mm-hmm. legislators can start paying attention to this kind of stuff and start yeah. coming up with like, how should this be managed? Like who owns this data? Who can sell this data? Who's allowed Dude, to use this? I want to see that YouTube series. Legislators yeah. like, tweets. Yeah, that tweets. That's what I want to see. I, I would. I, I agree. I, I, I'm with it. It's just so scary to think about. It's like people are like now upset about eye data where it's like, yo, like, you know, that like people know like what you're thinking about almost like yeah. we're talking about optimizations in real time. And that's like, that's, that's tracking yeah. data like that. People like it's far worse than I feel like your eyes. It's mm. like, your phone really does know where you go at all times. Like it's it, it it's so cool. Like I uh, I use an Android, uh, and so there's a, I forgot what it's called, Project Tango. I think it's called where, based on how far you walk around your house after like I think a week, it actually makes a map of your home. Yeah. Without you pressing a button, it will show you these are your walls, these are your closets, these are the space because it's using all the hardware on your phone, like co-location, accelerometers, cool. gyroscope. And it just sits there and just it's gathers beyond. data. And then it, at the yeah. end, you've got the output. The Xbox controller so much knows to do. if it's on, if you pick it up. It's the tracking is beyond just the eyes. And that's so scary. Is that I agree that the moment the legislator goes like, oh, the eyes, that's like, oh, we're scanning blood. Like BCI, like, like we we can we can we're getting we, there. We have yeah we're we're, we're way past the eyes. It's, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have everything. All all your bodily functions are gonna be there monitored. Ah, just have it. Keep giving me advertisements uh, like the Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> have my I'm really I'm hey. really I'm really with you there, Jose. For me, is that it's humans. Someone's gonna abuse the technology. Um, can I just get you know just it's gonna be me this just time, use it? Just guys. give it to it's, me. It's just like me. let's let's go. Yeah, I don't um, think you should be okay I'm, with I'm, it though. Like I, I do think that you know you should like Anton, like, you know, bring this up and like, you know, complain about this so that someone starts doing something about it in order to curb this a little bit. It's like, yeah. Or at least just watchdog. We need watchdogs to watch the behavior of these companies who are wild westing on the gold panning at the moment and just trawling and making money off of it. Um, can I can I can I put one on that Please. list? He put he just put explosive chargers on that Can we can we add that guy on that list? I know he's cool and all, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Might like, need a little bit of regulation you know, around that one. It's so it's so it's so interesting, like how like the VR superstars do get away with it. It's like, yo, the data, yo, the guy just put like explosives. military explosives <laughs> on the headset. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, no. Well, there's that. Okay, so we've talked about AR in the retail experience. And again, if that's not for you, let's move somewhere else. Picture this. You're in a bar, sitting there, all alone, ordering lunch. And then this anime babe with bright blue eyes, fox ears, and a bushy tail sits down, licking her lollipop. Does it sound good? <laughs> well, this lonely a guy, lonely guy AR right here having a date in a sandwich shop with his quest bro on his head like a very normal person oh god um, no so no, all in all right didn't. now you know ar compositing as ar compositing applications go 
I'd say that's a pretty sus one. But uh, this is, you, you know, we're only a couple weeks out the gates. Devs are already getting inventive. So Why? there you Why go. would you want to go in public with like, I mean, uh, what if you do in the privacy of your own home? Fine. But like mm-hmm. in public, like how do you, do you not have any sense of uh, like shame? <laughs> I don't know. Doing it for the reddit gold, you know. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Listen, I, I'm with it. I don't know. Bring your waifu with you. Wherever hey, you lo- loneliness hits hard, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. It's if a this is really a good solution for loneliness, act, considering it's like a static picture. You know, <laughs> <laughs> some people have a very low guess, bar rowdy. It's it's you know. My listen, this is. I guess my answer to this is this. Look, I paid eight dollars to edit my tweets. If you want to take your anime girl with you, go by all it. means. Live your best go life. Don't, 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 don't go, don't go sharing your anime waifu. If it's in your VR world, let it end in your VR world. You don't have to like. Oh, wait, know. I just, I just checked the it. username is Jose the tech guy. Okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I got exposed. Listen, it's, uh, that's why I showed up. It's research. It's Breath research. to the podcast. Right. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of more sus things, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's move on to the next one, uh, and talk a little bit about the reception to Among Us VR. I heard, Adam, that you got a few people together for a Murdy party this week. So if that's right, please, uh, please tell us your impressions of Among Us VR's uh, recent adaptation. Yeah, actually, I played it twice. I played it with um, some per- a mix of personal friends, content creators, um, and also some of my coworkers, which was fun. And oh um, I will say, uh, comparing you know Among Us VR to the desktop version, I d- like I, I definitely prefer. It's, it's going to be obviously biased because I prefer VR, but the Among Us VR version is definitely built for VR. Like a lot of the puzzles are very uh, handsy, I guess you could say, very interactive. (laughs) Definitely very handsy, especially when it comes to stabby stabby. Um, And when the imposter is able to do things like turn the lights off, for example, it really does affect your vision because you can't, you, you know, you can only see a couple feet in front of you in that hallway. So I, I mean, to be honest, for me personally, it's a game I can probably imagine I play, you know, once or twice a month or if someone is just like, hey, you want to play and then I'll, I'll jump in. But um, I don't know, maybe I just have imposter anxiety, but uh, I, I can't see it playing it regularly, but it is super fun. It's another great party game, I think, to add to your rotation. I, I'm interested yeah. in seeing if like the longevity of this, because I was kind of um skeptical with uh, I mean, Among Us is still obviously pretty popular but i feel like it's been maybe and i could be wrong on sort of the downward slope of popularity so for it to kind of come up again this later on um later stage and it's you know popularity but we'll see it's still i think too early to say although the numbers i think like they peaked at uh, like a thousand something just steam uh just steam numbers um the all-time peak was like 1144 probably close to launch day if i had to go back and check but um It'll be interesting. It, definitely a lot of, uh, you've been seeing a lot of content around it for sure. T- you know, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera. That's the surprising part, I'd say, you know, from the from the streamer element that a lot of normies in the streamer world who aren't so much into VR picked up on this and we're showcasing it as well. I mean, Among Us is a huge name, absolutely huge name. You know, it's it's along the similar lines of of Minecraft. You know, I was in a Toys R Us recently and, you know, you've got your aisle that's dedicated to Lego. Minecraft among us, you know, so it's like it's an absolutely monumental name. Everybody knows it. But hasn't um, its popularity weaned a little bit? It has, I would say. But um, so like Adam, I'm a little bit 
cautious about how much of a tail this is going to have, particularly in that uh, when it comes to matchmaking, you aren't exposed to the underlying number. You're not like picking up a server like you are on the 2D version. You're just saying like match me with somebody um, or you're setting up a private game. And I haven't played this as well myself. I think it's it's incredibly well done as a conversion to VR. Shell Games picked up everything that was fun about the flat experience, learned, I think, from the uh, hodgepodge indie versions that we had in like VR chat, right? Um, but they brought it together in a way that's really quite fun. The only part that I would say to me was kind of like a letdown and might affect their numbers in the end is when you get into the game, when you get into a lobby at first, even if you're setting up a lobby as a host, in that lunchroom, there's nothing to do. And you're standing in VR and you're waiting. And if you're a person like with nothing to do, take Onward for an example. If I can draw on a chalkboard, just do anything to kill the time. They need something like that just to keep people hooked for a minute or two. So then player two joins, then player three joins. And then the, the, the kind of salt pile mm -hmm. grows. You've got an active game and then people stick. Right now, unfortunately, the snowball is going against the side of the window and nothing's being left, I feel. And so if they don't address that and do that some point soon, remember, Shell Games is behind. I expect you to die. They are the kings, kings and queens of let me mess around in my VR space. So I am shocked that there isn't anything in that cafeteria area that is interactable to just keep your attention, have you playing around. Even, even games like after the fall have an arcade cabinet where you can just toy around and play a fun game while you're waiting for your friends to get online or whatever. It's necessary. I'm telling it now. Um, so I think that needs to be a focus and needs to be out within the next couple of months or the game is going to really suffer uh, just based on, on its basic core design. Yeah. Well, so it's, um, it's also their first social game. multiplayer game, right? I don't think it they is. have any other non-single right. player yeah. stuff. So this that. might be a new for them. That's like really good. All the menus, all the mm -hmm. interfaces, um, like, I think the game itself is almost immaculately designed. There wasn't a single thing that stood out to me as really odd. The only one that maybe kind of made me just like tweak my head like a, a, a whiny dog uh, was that the stab mechanic isn't actually stabbing. And I think that's super smart. You pull a trigger to yeah, activate it. the stab. You aren't actually like doing the stabbing <laughs> motion, which for me as a bludgeoning gamer disappointed me for all of 10 seconds and then i was like yeah that's way smarter to do that yeah, Adam especially was when you like, got where's my playing. chainsaw like you know oh <laughs> that's disappointing i have seen though like especially with people who are newer um to among us so there was a lot of accidental murders from first-time imposters because the oh. they would just accidentally hit the trigger when they happen to be close to somebody and then there's an awkward moment where like they did it in a group or and they're like, what do I do now? <laughs> so I would say there's oh, a no. flip side to that and that it's almost too easy. I mean, maybe once you accidentally do it a couple times, then you'll learn. But yeah, for, for newbies, I feel like there's kind of a not a learning curve, but more of a like, yeah, the trigger's sensitive. Don't be careful to not just like maybe rest your fingers on it normally like you would. I don't know how to explain it, but um, but it's still I, I do like that. It's uh, simple. You know, you don't because that's that was yeah. my worry jumping into is like, am I going to figure out what buttons do what? And there's definitely none of that. It's pretty much OK. This opens the menu or the map. Yeah. You know, you, you do open... need the tutorial. I think the five minutes in the tutorial is well spent just so you kind of get it. Mm -hmm. Did you go in just without tutorialing and you were still fine? Um, I did so... the tutorial just to okay. just, just because I wanted to make sure. But it was like, yeah, OK, this feels like, like if you played Among Us before, then you get the general concept of what to do. But yeah, if you haven't played Among Us, then it's good to know. That's right. 
as a crewmate what you're supposed to do and what as you're an supposed imposter, to do. Like Otherwise, to do, like yeah. the thing, um, the thing that I think it flat always tricks me is like as a when you're a ghost when you've been murdered, uh, you run around and still do your tasks. You know that's one thing. But the fact that they have the voices also separated by a voice filter, so the people who are alive sound different to the people who are dead, yeah, um, is is really bravery. nice. Just like so, there's all these little touches. They released it at the right time. It's right before the holiday season. I think yeah. the right timing is is now. I know it's about a year, if you want to just call it late on the hype bubble. Um, but as a core game, I, I gave it a buy because it's it's just really really solid. You just need the right people. And I learned of two key things when I went in with a with a group of others. Um, I learned of what's called the stack up, which is a trick where you line up all the crewmates on the same exact spot, and then whoever's the imposter kill somebody and nobody has the fucking clue who it was. So be careful of the stack up. <laughs> and the second little trick that's is good. if you're with a bunch of adults and you don't want kids, and I understand if you don't, that's fine. <laughs> they had a term. I won't say the term because I don't want to give it away, but we had this term, which we'll say was cherry cola. So when some kid joins some squeak or whatever, and you know, it's like, you're like, I don't want this person in. It's got to be uh, a, not an anonymous vote, but enough people need to vote the person out. So we'd say, oh, cherry cola, cherry cola. Do you want a cherry cola? And the person would get kicked and you'd move on to the next one. So, so be covert so that they don't get their hurt feelings hurt or whatever. But um, yeah, those are the two tricks of Among Us VR. So Adam, I'm glad you had a blast. I, I, I did as well. Really, really good fun. And I look forward to playing a bit more of that over the holidays with people. Um, For sure. Yeah, definitely. So uh, on, to, on to the next one. This is a really kind of surprise I want to say that, but at the same time, I'm going to swear to you, we're not going down an Apple hole right now. I'm just going to give you a little bit of news and we're feckin' moving on because we don't have the time to go deep. Ars Technica posted an article stating that Apple's MR headset is just a few months away. And we're seeing this from a, a number of different sources. Now, is this the eighth time that we've seen this? Yes, uh, but it's not years, not months. Okay, it is months. But uh, this article says that the AR headset will cost between $2,000 and $3,000. That's U.S. Uh, the name of the headset, which I hadn't seen before, apparently would be the Apple Reality Pro or Apple Reality One headset uh, that could be announced as soon as January with a launch aligned for Apple's June development conference. Is the picture they're showing also the actual headset? I doubt it. Um, <laughs> Reddit, I hope not. Like, it might be a Reddit. little bit disappointing for some people. We it's had a few... streamlined. <laughs> well, at least the difference... The headset there was the um, sort of that Damocles, I think, is the one sort of Damocles, showing. yeah, yeah, which is like the first ever VR device. I guess that they've got a picture of. Looks uh, looks like the FOV isn't very good on that one, given that each eyelet is about a quarter, the size of a quarter <laughs> or a dime. Um, Reddit had a few other key details to share uh, from Caesar Berardini, and he said uh, it'll run at 240 FPS but actually deliver to the user 120 hertz so that they're able to do some trickery uh, with that running in the engine. 4,000 pixels per inch, that's huge. Uh, but most impressive, I think, is the weight of this headset. Comparing to the 722-gram Quest Pro, Apple Reality One is meant to weigh in at just 250 grams. Wow. That's quite close, like shockingly close, to the batteryless 190-gram HTC Vive Flow. Remember the, the kind of sunglasses, the cyberpunky looking sunglasses that we got from HTC. And this is with a battery, presumably. So 250 grams is apparently their reference target, where they're trying to go for and the weight of this uh, coming uh, AR, MR headset. 
So I don't know if you can feel an AR revolution coming, but with enough AR kit years in the wild for AR devs to kind of figure out how it works, I certainly feel it coming. If it's next year, great. I've been waiting like three, four years for this to finally come out. So Apple, I hope this is the transformational moment you're able to bring it to us. Will I buy one? Probably feckin' not at that price. But, you know, I'll, I'll love to <laughs> toy it with some of my friends who have more money or whatever <laughs> down the mansion or, or the yacht. Um, I don't know. What do you all think about Apple? And we'll keep this short and succinct before we move on to the next one. I'll believe it when uh, it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited, right? It's yeah. Apple. Like they, they do pretty cool devices. I think I love the idea of an AR mixed reality device from them. I, they did say it was going to run on their M1 chip. That's going to be nuts, mm. right? If they, if all of a sudden Apple has like the flagship CPU for in VR, an AR headset, all of a, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden the XR2 is, you know, yeah. Android versus Apple, right? XR2 and then M1. And I, I'm excited, but we got to see it yeah. first. Yep. Um, yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, next up, we've got some, um, this is the time of the year we have the game awards. So just like Thanksgiving and Black Friday, game awards is like a regular thing here. Um, I have to say last year I was very disappointed in their uh, VR AR nominees. This this time around, I I feel like the nominees are actually uh, relevant. So this year there are five uh, different nominees. Uh, they are After the Fall, Among Us VR, we're just speaking about, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2, the gorgeous looking, you know, Quest and PC VR game. So uh, before we go into any of that, I want to ask each of you, who would you vote for in this list and why? So just a quick recap, that's After the Fall, Among Us, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Mm. Can I I say what I would vote for, but what I think will win? Because I think that's going to be different. Um, Mine's probably going to be a little out of the left field, but I actually really did enjoy uh, compared to, well... I liked the other titles, but After the Fall is something that I regularly will go back to with friends versus the other ones, which were more of a one and done. And again, Among Us kind of stresses me out sometimes. And I think that one was on here before it was even out. So I'm kind of, I don't know, a little yeah, weird about that one. Yeah, I think it's because of a re-release on another platform. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure why After the Fall got in for a 2022 uh, nominee category, but hey, it's on there. And I agree with you. It's a great game. So After the Fall, Adam, that's your pick. However, I think what I think is going to win is probably going to be Moss Book 2, is my guess. Really? Oh, really? Is what I think. All right. There were so many controversial opinions about some of the other ones that, yeah, Yeah. Moss is wholesome. Um, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Man, now you changed my answer. Oh, no. Go on, Jose. What was your answer then? When then what I... It was, I was going to say, like, my vote was going to go for after the fall for sure. But I, I, I thought Among Us was gonna win. But now what you're talking about, it's so true. Like I, I do, I do see Moss. Moss definitely wow. was like you know that kind of like perfect Disney movie kind of thing where you're kind of like, oh, that was a great game. I'm happy with it. Bone Lab was kind of like very polarizing to me. Red Matter was very beautiful. I found it boring to be honest. Yeah. But I know. But it, it's just one of those things. Like I. Like, man, you're right. So, I think Moss might actually What would you it. vote for, Jose? What would be your... After the after fall. The fall? Okay, so that's two votes for after the, the fall. Yeah. But it doesn't count at the same time. That that game did not come out this year. Shouldn't have yeah, been on weird. this list. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. But they Game yeah. Awards feck things up every single year. Um, I really... Mm-hmm. like <laughs> they are a, They're a biased award ceremony, <laughs> but at their size, 
that always happens. Rowdy, what about you? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think any of these games are like my game of the year because we all know <laughs> that my game of the year is the Lost Clockwinder. So, I mean, I'm already screwed here. Um, I didn't like Bone Lap. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of After the Fall. I haven't played Mars Book 2 and I wasn't a big fan of Rap Meta 2 either. Uh, Among Us VR is not my kind of gist. Um, so I think what I would have to pick, considering I haven't even played it yet, but considering I like the first one so much, it would be Mars Book 2. However, I think the winner is going to be Bone Lap, considering the community that they have yeah, behind it. And I this agree. is a community vote. Um, I think that they're going to be the one taking that title home. Even though I, I think that among all of them, um, I think which one deserves it the most is either Rap Matter 2 or Moss Book 2 for me. Yeah. Oh, good opinions. It's funny because I'm, I'm like, I'm on an opposite side to most of you. Um, I think, again, after the fall, love the game, but I wouldn't vote for it in this cycle. My vote would be Bone Lab. Uh, because I think they were, they really pushed the envelope in terms of what they were trying to do. They went for the not safe and secure, but the vomit inducing, you know, <laughs> physics engine. For example, starting the thing off with noose around your neck and stuff. I mean, they they did so many things that were, from an artistic perspective, challenging your bias. And they've done this before, way back with Hover Junkers. Um, they did it with the first game, you know, Boneworks. Um, so I think in terms of timing and splash and including, unfortunately, it's the popularity vote as well. I don't normally vote for the popular opinion, but this one is both. I think Bone Lab's going to take it. Uh, Moss Book 2 is, is exquisite. It's really well made. I think almost no one played it, unfortunately. I think it really is going to undersell. Uh, the one that I think has a chance, uh, I don't think, I think Among Us is too late in the game to actually swing the vote, but um, Red Matter 2, such a gorgeous game, such a technical masterpiece. Unfortunately, I agree with Jose. It doesn't play well, unfortunately. It just doesn't. It, the, the pacing in it is way too slow um, to kind of keep your attention as you're playing it. And maybe that's just me hyped up on Twitter and TikTok or something, but um, <laughs> it felt like reading an old book. It was just like I'd turn a page and there'd be another dusty page. And it was like, yeah, I really had to force books, myself. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Too archaic. Who needs to that read? That was the VR. You got movies, and games. <laughs> hey, hey, don't don't even start. You know I'll read them old read, uh, people. Skyrim books till the the cows come home. But um, you know, from those, I, I I'm kind of with you there, Rowdy. I think Bone Lab's gonna take it. But let's see. Yeah. I just want to say, okay, Game Awards again. Thanks for picking some decent candidates this time around. Last time around, it was silly stuff like Sniper Elite and things just didn't even belong in there. That were just big names. Beat Saber every year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. They got another Beat Saber pack. So Maybe in 2023 they can put uh, the last Clockwinder on their list. <laughs> Let's do it. That one. That, honestly, that one. Let's start a hashtag, Rowdy. I'll do. I'll start it yeah. for you. I'll, I'll, I'll support just one. Like, I hope that a lot of there. people play that game because it's so good. It really is. I love that game. It's a beautiful game. Keep keep saying it. Keep echoing it because it is a lovely game. And like I did with Medal of Honor, you should sing your its praises over and over again because uh, <laughs> people need to give it a chance. It's really a good one. It's up for some other rewards though, so don't worry too much about this one. Um, next up, okay, gamers, fans of Switch, friends of Nintendo Labo, and historians of Google Cardboard. That means you, Rowdy. Uh, there's a new cowboy in town. Oh yes, you thought last time the used salesmen of Pimax were done. 
ho, 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 oh, Nelly, no. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and quote Scott Hayden from Road to VR here because he made an amazing statement in his run-up of this news article. Uh, People who followed along know Pimax's creativity and enthusiasm is rarely matched with its ability to get product out the door. (laughs) The entire product ecosystem Pimax is pitching here is ambitious, to say the least. End quote. So what is it, you ask, dear Rowdy? Well, it's a fully funded Kickstarter campaign. Of course. That's going to solve all of your problems. In their (laughs) succinct description, this device is uh, the Pimax Portal and... This is this is the subtext underneath the line. I've never seen it uh, use a line break before, but uh, bear with me. I need to take a breath. A few breathing lessons before this. So it sports VR 3.0, 4K QLED. What does that mini mean? Mini LED, HDR. I'll come back to that. 144 hertz, 27 PPD, room scale 6 DOF, 60 gigahertz MM wave, game and entertainment VR, AR, handheld, dock, station, cloud, and PC gaming headset. All in one multi-factor printer. You can buy the handheld for $299 or scale all the way up to the top of the Kickstarter campaign for $2,000 and get the handheld Pimax Crystal and a bunch of plastic gadgets that go with it. It's an Android-based 32-button handheld in a form factor much like a Nintendo Switch. Got four cameras on the back plus a main camera and six-stop positioning. Interchangeable lenses, like what we had on the Crystal last podcast, for variable FOV. When I say variable FOV, I mean, you've got setting one, you've got setting two. Um, hot swap magnetic controllers, streaming, blink box. There's so much to unpack here, and I'm not going to go into the gory details. And this detail, this is estimated to ship. When do you think it's estimated to ship? At 2023. Yes. You know, January yeah. 2023. Are you serious? Serious. The thing is, like, sometimes I think that these, like, they have these, like, board meetings, you know, like, and everyone comes here and it's like, okay, what we're going to do next? And then everyone just, like, starts, like, (laughs) saying, we need to have a handheld device. I'm like, oh, it needs, and this, and they just write it down. And then they have this big list of, like, things that they want to do. And then they get, like, a design team and they say, like, okay, now make prototypes. And they make these, like, kind of prototypes and make videos. And then it's like, okay, now we're going to put a Kickstarter up and then we're actually going to make the device. And I'm like, like, I say it's considering, ready. I say the handheld is ready. Considering, no, you're, you're absolutely right. That's what they're doing. Considering their reputation and you know how much they've actually pushed out, and like, I mean, it's just not realistic anymore. I don't. I mean, I'll believe it when I see it. When I see it, it is realistic. It is realistic. That I think that's the problem here is that VR 3.0 just means hybrid DLNA, which is headsets that have local and wireless streaming. What they actually did, that the, you were absolutely correct. The, the, the value of Pimax is they have access to the supply chains of their competitors. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at what Valve is doing, and they know that Deckard is going to have compatibility with the Steam Deck that we already have. We're starting to see streaming. What I, I said it earlier, we, uh, location base is proven, and now streaming is king. We do not need powerful all-in-one headsets. You just need a powerful all-in-one laptop or device. I completely agree. It's a Steam Deck, I don't so think it's that doable. The, what they're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. is unrealistic. Just, what I'm saying is that yeah. they are going to deliver this, they I think it's unrealistic. Yeah. Oh, no, they're not going to deliver. They're going to release a handheld device in January that will have streaming tools. You will probably be able to stream it to like a, 
uh, a all-in-one headset for Pimax, we'd probably be able to do the same. It's like Windows, right? right? It's literally right. The, yes. the focus streamer. It, it, it's doable. This is doable. It, it's just they don't have the quality assurance in the supply chain to deliver this. They don't have the developers. They don't have the communication. What made the Pimax relevant in any way, shape, or form was that Steam VR got better. So they made a reference device copying the HTC Vive and all the improvements yeah. in software for the HTC Vive. Pimax benefited from it. So that's all they're doing. They saw the supply chain for Valve and whoever's making these. And they're like, let's just make the hardware copies. And when the software gets better, we copy and paste. Yep. Yeah. And you, you, you tend to see Pimax this. will get there. That's the scary part. Yeah, they will get there. It's going to take well, maybe like 12 years. I don't know years, that Pimax get will there. get there because I, we've, been, we've been seeing them do this like time and time again. And the problem is, I, I tr the way I treat this, kind of like what you're saying there, Jose, I just see it as like a leak, right? So it's like, here's mm -hmm. the manufacturing line, right? The better, the better manufacturer, the better company who's going to produce the product and actually sell it to us in a form that I'm going to want to buy it is working on their smoothed out, worked out version. Meanwhile, Pimax grabs it and goes, here, have it. We got it. You, you got it's it. It's all about patents. You got it, right? Take it. It's Take all it. about patents. And so by by marking the dominance of the of the copy of the device ahead in Asian in Asian countries, you can Pico. <laughs> I might, I'm, Pico is a great example. Pico is doing it yeah. very very well. They saw the reference devices for the Quest Two. They waited for Quest Two to get mainstream. They they just copy and pasted the software and they just fixed the little things. Oh, a better RGB camera. Oh my God. It's the best pass through ever. It's the same headset. Yep. yep. You know, yep. so, so there you go. That's Pimax portal as if we needed another tech device called portal. Now, again, I'm not thumbing down <laughs> on Pimax. I just don't fucking believe no. them. And I think what's going to happen is they'll come out with this, this handheld and then they'll spend the next 24 months chasing their promises. Like they have with everything else until people get distracted and they move on to their next boardroom dream. Um, so <laughs> did you guys watch the, the stream? I didn't see it. Uh, no, why? <laughs> no, I, 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 I was wondering because they always have the guy with the ponytail, he's car what? salesman. <laughs> I have, yeah, it's like I really want to talk to the guy. I really, if somebody knows him, I would love to just hang out with him and just <laughs> talk to him. It's like, do you do, like, do you like VR, bro? Does like, he actually right. work for Pimax or is he just like a guy so. that they hired? That'd be amazing like if he was. On if he marketing. was just, just on Fiverr, Asian, right? He's just on Asian Fiverr companies, offering. Asian companies love putting a a face for a company that they don't know. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> I lived in Asian countries before, and yeah, there is a term, and it's actually a, a business uh, uh, thing in Asian huh. countries where, yeah, well, white, white men go to represent companies, and, they, and some do it very so well. you're saying uh, there's a career for me there. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's great. That's great. You would be Hit surprised. Me up, <laughs> Hit up some of those military tech companies, Raddy. You got a foot in right there. Right. All nice. right. Well, next up, uh, another headset. Let's get onto this. So, president of leaks at Bradley and Bradley, uh, <laughs> we got a fresh render of something HTC's been cooking up. And judging by his last Quest Pro render, uh, this looks to be right on the money. Again, props to Rowdy for asking for a modular headset. It seems like we've got that coming our way. I know they're partnering, listening. Yep. Uh, so partnering with product visualizer Marcus Kane, um, Bradley shows off a lightweight form factor, modular, and two-part headset in that respect. Similar to other devices that we have been seeing released in 2022 or promised for next year, 
like the one we just talked about, four black and white tracking cameras, one main RGB main camera, uh, physical IPD adjustment, 1920 by 1920 uh, resolution for each eye, 120 hertz. These all sound like bog standard uh, at the moment. Uh, interesting part, cradle for the back strap with a, a dial adjust. Again, nothing new there. And then the important part, I like to cite Avatar here. Zahalo, Jake, Zahalo. Uh, it's, it's a connector that'll allow this um, female connection potentially tethering to a PC or tethering to the back strap so that you've got options. Very similar to like what we've got with the flow where it needs to tether to a battery or a, uh, or a PC or something like that. Got soundbar audio controllers from Flow 3, apparently. Those ones that look quite similar to what the Quest 2's got, uh, but a faster chip than what Quest 2 has and likely to be sold for around about $800. Um, for more detail on this, I recommend you check out uh, Brad's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sadly it's Bradley uh, and check out the full video. He always does these great leaked videos. Love the render, which he started doing for these uh, predictions. And uh, hey, if this is what, HTC's coming with? I'm probably buying. That looks like a headset for me. So what are you guys thinking about the Flocus? Um, first, I keep butchering the name on accident and calling it the Flocculus. It's like, <laughs> Flocculus? <laughs> it's like, no, that. Focus. Flocus. That's amazing. <laughs> um, oh but I, I don't know if this is something I would buy. I would be interested in seeing more of what their intents with this uh, are. But I do like very much the modular aspect of it and the fact that uh, well based on the renders and i guess what brad's seen um that the the back half of that strap comes off and you can actually mm. fold those uh the arms in and treat them like yep. sunglasses to just you know stick them in a pocket so that's really interesting to me i just want to see more on you know not necessarily target audience but what they're intending to have on uh, this headset or use cases with it, but I do like right. the modular, the what, PC VR one of the, potentially aspects. Mm -hmm. One of the mentions was uh, um, something that they have with Flow with Audi, you know, German car manufacturer for in-car oh, right. entertainment. So being mm. able to patch in and have that. Think about first class as well. You know, first class on an airplane, uh, board for your flight or whatever. Just whip those little sunglasses out, tether to the plane. Um, you know, it, it really sounds quite interesting. I'm just surprised that we're getting this so soon. I mean, they're real quick to manufacture these things and come up. They really listen to you, Rowdy. I don't know. It's uh, yep. great to have a modular headset come I, out. I have another Only piece weeks. of advice for them. Because uh, in, in order for me to buy them, I want to see it first on like a turntable. It'd be like spinning around like really slowly. <laughs> and they should make a video advertisement on that. Once they do that, then I, I might actually jump the board. Yeah. <laughs> it's a high, to be honest, for what it will do. Um, it would serve a similar purpose to like the Oculus Go serve for me, which is I'm sitting in a chair, being cozy, lying in bed. I'm sitting on a plane, flight or a train, right? Like something like that. It's kind of like a time killer for like, I don't know, 30 minutes to two hours. Um, so at 800 bucks, that's a bit steep, right? If that's if that's what it's going to come out as. But yeah. if they were to hit the same, they were to hit like half that, I'd be interested. Let's see where we go. I do like the fact I, I do like the fact that they're they're thinking a lot about comfort VR, right? Yeah. That's that that's the problem is that comfort is such a weird scale because comfort can mean just PC VR use, right? Just sitting and just doing some remote work, right? So they're what they're trying to go after is they're trying to figure out how modular are the mods for this device are going to far go, right? 
Um, Hollow Ride is a great example. Hollow Ride is using the car's sensors that the Ali has, the cameras, the trackers, and they're just augmenting it in virtual reality. So they're actually playing like this space fighter game where the car is your tank and your every building and the GPS coordinates. When you're passing by a building, the building will be mapped out as something else. So it's a mountain, it's a tree, whatever it is. Um, I think that's what they're trying to figure out right now is where do, are people going to put the processing? Are they going to have it on the back of the headset? Are they going to put it somewhere else on the car, on a vehicle? That's where the modularity comes from. HTC, that's the problem with HTC. They just never want to go all in on something. It's like they, 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 they get there and they're just like, ah, like, please just go all in. Like, do you... If you are a metaverse company, HCC, if you are listening, because clearly you're listening to Rowdy, <laughs> like, just go all in. Just go all in. But you they're know also I mean? an Asian company, that, so they like those white men yeah. on the front. That's, that's why they're listening. <laughs> it's a bummer. Like, get some translators. Like, go all in. Yeah. Like, like, please. Like, it, it's, it sucks. Because, like, I feel like HTC is always the one that gets so close. I know. When it comes to anybody in the VR space, like, the Vibe Pro still is the best vr headset out there when it comes to quick maintenance they feel like they feel like microsoft um, to me like microsoft do a lot of this yes. where the design the concept is like often really on the mark and, and and from an engineering perspective they can do it they can build it at quality and all that but then it falls apart when it either comes to marketing or forward support or just something some other aspect just falls off the bandwagon um so I'm kind of like you. I mean, I know they've had financial instability over the years, but I'd be interested to see HTC wow us again at some point. I think for me, I got that this summer at BRTO, seeing what they're doing in the film industry. I want to see what they can do for your consumers next. Yeah. The Focus 3 is such a, such a great device, right? And it's just, it's, it's a bummer. It's still a very expensive yeah. device that does, that has just horrible interface. It's a, it's laggy, it's slow, but when I'm in a different sector of the industry. So when I'm using the Focus 3 in the private sector, um, it's a different focus. I'm like, where, why can't consumers get this speedy OS? And then you realize, it's like, oh, the disconnect. Exactly. They don't, they're, they don't really know who they're talking to. It's like, mm. go all in somewhere. Just become a business enterprise company or talk to consumers. Right. Why does... Vive Infinity or Viper, whatever it's called. Why does that exist? So what you're saying like, is they should please. like focus on something. <laughs> focus on something, please. It is With such that, a let's... weird divide. And it makes me so <laughs> sad because like the, you know, the original HTC Vive, that was my first headset. So I'd always been like, yeah, ah, you know, yeah. Vive. But then they just kind of went in these weird directions where it's like, who's this for? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but they had Valve helping the them, you know, and that's the thing. I think ever since they yeah. came out from under... Valve's wing, they really haven't been able to punch through with a device, with a promise, just with a package, a single product, right? They almost, they almost fell victim to what Pimax is doing, which is yeah. can't commit to a single project. That's that's Pimax's problem. Uh, I think HTC just hasn't given us a full-fledged product since the original five, in mm. my opinion. It's like they've done well, they've just, gotten 80%. Yeah. They've gotten 80% of the way there, right? And they've had a few flubs. But they they're, they're still trying. They're still alive, and I, I got a lot of hopes for this because this could be a cool device. So first, thanks to Bradley for covering it. I always appreciate the way he um, does the does the news leaks and all of this. And he's so he's cool. so his own dude. You know, I, I like that a so lot about clean. him. And mm -hmm. um, well, it's just such a nice way to give us a visual because 
There's something to say text specs and sheets and rumors and all that, but when you give people an image, it instantly shows up, you know, doing rounds and, and global news. Hey, it's showing up here. Why? Because it's uh, it's something you can visualize, you can see it, it's almost tangible then. And they were, yeah, he's been right a couple of times now, so we're going to keep listening. Um, I hope this one's coming. With that, let's uh, yeah. let's flocculus to the next topic. And uh, that, this is one of our main uh, topics. This is going to be Iapa. So right, we're Iapa. done with the quick news. <laughs> Finally, uh, <laughs> hour 45 in. Um, no, we'll, we'll be quick with so, Iapa. International yeah. Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. This was founded, I was aghast at this, 104 years ago in 1918. This thing has been around longer than anyone who's listening. Um, based in Orlando, Florida, IAPA Expo is recognized as the world's largest attractions trade show in the number of attendees and exhibitors and providing members insight into current amusement trends. I love that term, amusement trends, <laughs> laws, operations, and industry methodology. It represents a variety of location-based entertainment facilities, including amusement and theme parks, family entertainment centers, arcades, museums, water parks, aquariums, science centers, zoos, and resorts. It also represents industry equipment manufacturers, distributors, operators. If you want to buy a roller coaster cart, that's where you go to see the latest in that tech and in safety. Um, service providers are there, and so was Jose for the event. Uh, so, Jose, uh, tell us all about it. How was the Yappa? Yeah. Oh, dude, it was amazing. Um, as, as you said, it, it's one of the oldest established uh, events when it comes to uh, embracing the commercial entertainment industry, right? Where, where who do you talk to when you buy want to buy a roller coaster or uh you know a your own personal uh tsunami machine right if you're a surfer uh, yeah it, it it's the conversations exist. all happen here oh they that exist awesome. um, personal tsunami machine. It, it, and we got to see so much um i i wish that i had enough time before the podcast to dump a lot of videos to you guys but i'll be sprinkling them in in the f reality twitch and, i mean twitter sorry and and my personal twitter and and so you guys can yeah. see but um, I brought Team Infinite with me in order to uh, showcase and have fun in this industry. Because right now, I, I've been noticing as I've been more public in the in the VR uh, content space, a lot of people didn't know what IAPA was. They didn't nope. know what the the commercial business uh, money side of the people that embrace these technologies. Right? Who 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 buys VR arenas? Right? Um, so that's what I decided to do. I was like, I'm going to not bring a company. I'm not going to bring influencers i'm going to bring in people that professionally like to have fun <laughs> so i brought in team infinite and they went absolutely crazy it was like seeing kids in the candy store they <laughs> um were having conversations with you know ping pong machine manufacturers uh that we actually got into a conversation with I, I forgot the name of the company but they were actually building mazes inside olympic swimming pools oh boy. and they that were using dangerous. diver plus systems in order to create laser tag underwater oh. so they're eventually it's just wild wow. stuff they're eventually moving over to vr diver already makes vr water-based equipment yep. that you can actually snorkel underwater and just amazing i think it's called a diver plus system diver plus um, meaning you're attended is that it's it just a plus system okay. that just uh, allows you to be in place and it's kind of like the the focus essentially but underwater 
where you're kind of experiencing like a typhoon hitting you, but you're actually oh just water training. So diver the plus then time. means a little bit like what what we we see in uh, on land as 4D and 5D, yes. like we were talking about last time. So diver plus is you're a diver, but we're going to augment your experience and add to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cool company. Um, we got to see Springboard VR with uh the launch of uh. After the fall, I'll be VR edition, which is a free roam version of After the Fall. Um, we had Tech Minju and Team Infinite there playing it. They went absolutely crazy. <laughs> um, they actually drew a crowd of people. I was, I felt like a like a like a proud father just seeing them go crazy. I was like handing out flyers like this is Team Infinite is what they do. It's Team Infinite, but because people didn't know what esports looks like, a lot of people were actually seeing VR for the first time. Right. Even though VR has been in IAPA for a very, very long time. But unfortunately, you these are the people that invest in VR at mass scale. So we know all the big VR failures. These are the these are the people that actually invested in 3D head, right? These are these were we make memes about it, but these were the people that actually gave them millions of dollars, right? So they they were burnt out. They they didn't like the idea of VR. And seeing what's happening with Phenomena VR, this coin go full free roam. They partner with HTCs. They're actually building the software into the headset um, and, you know, optimizing the hardware from that perspective instead of going through the PC route. Springboard VR was a different perspective. They're like, hey, we believe in the powers of PC VR. We love the Focus 3, but we're going to actually enhance the streaming capabilities, mm -hmm. right? So now you're getting the power of PC VR with wireless streaming. Um, there was another company like Vax Arena that kind of had a hybrid approach where they were using VR with the B-haptic suits with some, you know, uh, HCC tracking, but they were also using positional tracking and spatial mappings, just so seeing the, the, it suffice yeah. it to say is there, there was quite a VR presence at this place then. Absolutely. And not just a VR presence, cause a VR presence is always there. There's always headsets. It's the understanding of VR. It's seeing the tangles that are mm -hmm. happening within the technologies it's super cool to see you know a tax suit with a quest 2 but they're using pc vr and they made it look into this shiny beautiful setup and, it, and that's exactly the the kind of the the baton that's kind of showing it's like hey there's xr creators mm -hmm. making a lot of money and is right there now. <laughs> there is the thing yeah. that i just wanted to ask you was um i always get uh, attached to like peripherals and gadgets and stuff like that um i remember a few years ago we had gun peripherals that were like you know the psvr aim but like 10 times better uh you know tracked by yes. vive's base station system um that type of stuff really it excites me even if i can't have it if that makes sense so yeah. mm -hmm. did you see anything on the show floor that was like um you know again new equipment coming to arcade owners and that type of stuff that yes talk about? um evolutions right evolutions and upgrades is a really big thing a lot of um, audiences, they're getting their laser tag arenas and all they're doing is using the laser tag systems, the same network that they already invested in and just adding a virtual reality layer on top. Huh. So now they're, all you're doing is scoring the laser tag, but you're in a virtual space. So there's a lot of upgrades happening. At, um, Olympic swim pools turning into VR arenas and laser tags. Um, we're seeing um, tunnels, uh, water tunnels now being adopting virtual oh, reality God. like the funny enough the focus is actually touted to be one of the devices that they're going to go Wait, after, what's a right? water tunnel so lazy Sorry, rivers. i don't know a lazy river 
I think some companies call it so lazy like you, rivers when you, you get on the inflatable tube. You sit in a raft with your beer after that, baking in the sun. I thought this was some water slide, like, you know, the water park. That sounds terrifying. Like, I already. No, they have that. There is um I I I think Diver does like them too, but yes, Water Slide VR is a really big thing. They had a huge present there. Um, I think I have some videos of somebody in the team doing it, so okay. we'll, I'll be sharing all of that. It, it, it's just incredible how much VR, right? Because it's much more than just VR. It's augmented reality, spatial technologies, uh, immersive technologies, all working together. VR is just a small little component. Um, it's the tangle and the embrace. Um, I had some cool conversations. Um, one that like, comes to mind is the chairman of IAPA himself is the owner of the Ripley's Believe It or Not franchise. Right. right? Yeah. And we actually, I was invited to a, a crazy VIP exclusive party. I'm not trying to brag, but the reason that um, I'm bringing this up is the owner of Ripley's, this is somebody who has seen everything. Yeah. Um, Walked, he actually broke a record as the, he, he, he wanted to announce that he's a chairman of IAPA by breaking a Guinness world record. So they did the, at the opening ceremony, they did the world's biggest confetti celebration. Oh, Jesus. So they held, it was crazy. Well, I'll share videos. It's, you know, we were talking, we congratulated him and he saw the logo. He asked what we did and he, he looked at me and said, I have seen everything. Virtual reality is the only tech that allows me to see at a faster rate because he's older. He's an older gentleman and he's like, that's what keeps him young. And now he actually can consume and experience twice as fast as he used to. Aww. He was traveling the world to see things that you can't replicate or experience. Now he gets to use VR. So it's, right. it, it's I guess that's my best way of encapsulating my whole IAPA experience is virtual reality content creation is just a very small bubble of the virtual reality space. So I, I actually, there's a good opportunity to talk to all the people that love VR, that are thinking about going into VR. Think about the techs, think about the engineers, think about the entertainers, think about the luxury, the writers. There is a huge lane. And it, 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 a lot of people are right now, especially with Twitter, kind of melting down into a fire. You're starting to see a lot of content creators get very scared. And I guess we can use like the ending of the podcast a little bit to kind of like, Put a ribbon on that. It's like, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope. Um, hang on. I know the last few days on socials, apparently there was a lot of VR is dead energy. Everything's it's, dead. It's more alive than ever. It's more alive I than love. ever. It, it's That's so very cool. neat. So um, thank you for introducing mm -hmm. the concept of VR to me. I, I had no, I was, yes. I'm like that, that token VR guy who's focused on gaming. Maybe I do a bit of indie mm -hmm. stuff on the side, but um, absolutely when it comes to arcade and entertainment stuff, uh, particularly having lived most of my VR time in, in Scotland, like you, you just don't have that, right? You, you don't. You go to London, you might go to Ripley's Believe It or Not type of thing as a museum. Um, here you've got things like Dave and Buster's that are around where you've actually got, you know, within driving distance somewhere you can go. Um, yeah. I'm just, that's, that's, that's new to me, right? It feels very North American. Mm -hmm. So I'd be curious to see this yeah. um, on the European side. Do you know, is there a, a like a twin? IAPA London. IAPA ah, London okay. happens every year. It's IAPA Asia. So it's three events. I, I wish I could talk more, but companies that you mentioned, like David Busters <laughs> and the Andretti's and the main events, um, they're very interested. Uh, very, the world, uh, the reason I love location-based entertainment yeah. is that it's the most optimistic way of saving the world because you're, you're focusing on having fun, yeah. right? So... 
that's that's really cool that VR is embracing that. So think about the people that are actually trying to save the world using VR. So if entertainment is so big, just think of the possibilities outside of that. Fantastic. Well, thank you for uh, covering our intro to IAPA this week. I appreciate that. And uh, I love their, their what you saw on the thumbnail, very colorful entrance, big wide <laughs> eyes, very colorful. Um, they seem to do this every year. And it got me thinking about yes. uh, Belgian um, Tomorrowland and actually all the sets yes. that they have there, you know, so. Um, looking forward to more of that coming to most, most of the people in the that's the one of the board members works on tomorrow. I'm not surprised. Like this, this is where this is where the industry it's just one giant pool of people that just focus on having fun. If, yeah. You know, it, it's remarkable the conversations that you you meet there. Like you, uh, last year, um, I met the creator of the water slide. Right, like why, <laughs> like the, the like how did you create the water slide? The you know what I mean slide. and. <laughs> The water, water slide. slide. I met the guy who who created the power washer and his story. It, oh it, heck yeah! It, it, it's very fun. It's just weird conversation. It's like man, there's all they want to do is just have fun, yeah. man. Well, that's it, and that's exactly cool. what you get with a with an, um, uh, a kind of an entertainment bubble like that. That's been there for a hundred years, a hundred yeah. plus years. That's that's just to survive that long as a business. Um, it's insane. Wow, that's yeah. really telling. And to, the fact that they're still alive right through COVID and everything else. I mean, a lot of businesses took a hit. So yeah. people like to have physical, fun. like <laughs> I was, person. I was, I was literally doing the robot with Chucky, the Chuck E. Cheese after party. You know what I mean? Like there they're was alive. A, wait, wait. They're more alive there than ever. Chuck E. Cheese after party. Oh dude, Chuck E. Okay. Cheese threw a party. Oh yeah. Back. These, and they're embracing VR, you know, <laughs> it's, it's super Chucky? cool. Five oh Nights at Freddy's. Chucky, Chucky, they're going, I'm telling you, uh, it's, that's exactly the theme of this year. It's a lot of companies embracing commercial virtual reality, oh which sounds weird to say because virtual reality for, until very recently is actually usable. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that people can make money now means like, hey, like, I'm, I'm, Think about how you make money in VR. I'm yeah. glad where we are with it. I'm glad where we're going. Um, and unlike some naysayers, I, I really do believe we passed the point of inflection. VR is here to stay. Oh, yes. Um, it's plugged into so many places, like what Rowdy said during his intro. And obviously, Jose just covering us off for uh, for IAPA. So our second main topic, and I'll try to keep this one brief, um, is Rain Dance Immersive. So first off, let me answer. <clears throat> what is River Dance? Well, that is a bunch of silly Irish lads and lassies prancing around like reindeer. Oh, no, I was about to say, dance. of course, Sim, of course, Sim <laughs> picked this topic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is serious stuff, right? This is the biggest independent film festival in the UK and Europe. It started 30 years ago. This is the seventh year for uh, its virtual and its, its immersion kind of VR side. Uh, the third year it was hosted in VR chat uh, and they, they, they pick out a selection of VR games, narratives, virtual worlds, and performances. And those are actually featured if you want to go browse them. I recommend you too. Uh, RaindanceImmersive.com. Okay. So I've, I, I got a chance to um, be part of this. Actually, for the last few, few years, I've been declining their offers. But this year, I said yes. Uh, and I'm so glad that I did. Uh, the thing all kicked off last month um, in the Raindance Embassy, uh, which is this wonderful, uh, like, stately manner with all these um, posters of the various would-be uh, nominees and potential winners for their awards. It just, you, you go into this place with a bunch of others and uh, it just it just feels really nice, especially when you've stepped off of a virtual London street, a street that I used to walk on a daily basis. 
Um, it features key characters and art pieces, and you kick off into a show. And the first show that I saw in there was called Refulgent. I think I talked about this on one podcast, so again, I'll keep this quick. But it was a music act uh, with dancey electronica, wonderful, like, uh, emergency light display. And we were, like, in this small box of a, like, dance club with, let's say, 30, 40 people. And then the, and then it like the roof comes off and it backs away and lights like are everywhere and it's laser show. And that was just incredible. Really enjoyed the music and just being there with others in VR chat. We were kind of just like enjoying that party for a good, you know, half hour, 40 minutes or whatever. So that, that was the first one really, really good um, kind of music set by x is the uh, DJ, I guess I'll call him. Uh, next up was a, a show by Jean-Michel Jarre. Now we've 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 focused on his stuff before. He's a long time ago French artist, uh, and he's he's still going. Big big name in this real kind of kooky futuristic uh, realm of of music. The soundscapes that he engineers are really like no other. It's it's his own kind of stuff. So he came out with Oxymore, which combined uh, a visual VR environment, a series of worlds that were kind of interconnected almost like tracks on an album uh, and you would venture from one to the second to the fourth, you know, there's probably about eight to 10 of those. Um, so I went with a, another, a group in that and I found it to be a big step up from past shows really kind of slack jawed me in a few places, giant robots popping out of the environment, uh, robot servants at a bar. Uh, you know, we got tied up in this like sonic tornado where you're flying around uh, this environment Meanwhile, all these beats are tripping and lights are just all synced with the music. Oh, Absolutely wow. fantastic. Felt like living through kind of a monochromatic music video uh, live, right? And, and seeing that in that way, it had been shown, I think, about two months before, but this was a showing. I was really glad to be able to get a seat to it. Um, so that's one to look out for. And if you're into that kind of music, uh, Jean-Michel Jarre is, is uh, a king in those lands. I'll put it that way. But this one was his best I've seen uh, by far. Uh, next up, there was Off Rail, which is something quite a bit different. So this is a uh, kind of an improv show, uh, Western-themed comedy with uh, live actors. Rowdy will remember when we went with F-Reality and went through Dr. Crumb. Um, so went in and had like live studio actors interfacing with you. That was a room escape game. Yeah, uh, so this amazing. was similar with VR stage performances. They even had the facial tech. So obviously some of them were wearing Quest Pros or stuff like that, maybe vibes Ooh. with facial trackers. So it was neat to see the additional elements of the acting coming through the characters now that they weren't just limited to fixed avatars. Again, this was performed in VR chat. Uh, they split the audience into two teams of Westerners, like the good guys and the bad guys. We even had hats to put on our characters that stuck to our heads, <laughs> which was an awesome little trick. We rode a train that would like wave like back and forth. And it was just doing all these tricks that I, I wasn't expecting. We saw a rip in time in a vortex. Uh, we got to try to help save some of the locals. I even um, held a, a poor old lady up in a shop and, and took her valuables because I decided, although they assigned me the role of being a good guy, I was like not going to do it. And then they called me out at the end <laughs> for being a bad dude. But um, that kind of interactivity was really fun. And some of the set pieces were like just set there like characters who weren't live actors. And it was mixed with those who were. So it was like Westworld type setting and it really felt it. Um, those those actors then did come to life. Uh, one of the set pieces, like a pre-recorded, was like a uh, lady of the night, you know, standing in, at the top of this bar, kind of ushering me into a lonely room. Um, but but, but she offered to play Magic the Gathering with me. And I thought that was just brilliant comedy. 
It was really fitted, uh, fitted to me. And um, I just laughed. I was laughing my ass off, honestly, at the whole thing. And so we all <laughs> kind of aggregated. And by the end, at the very end, there's, of course, a flying Pegasus. And, you know, we're all just like taking pictures and of stuff course. like that. So Off Rail really enjoyed them. Uh, their movie poster was just stellar. And um, I want to see more of this. Actually, one of the guys who was um, leading it, Eri Tar, has been doing these kinds of presentations and also led Dr. Crumbs back in the day when, when we did that. And I got to meet him in person at VRTO. So like, it's great seeing the same names come back and just succeed and step on the shoulders of their past successes and keep going, you know, going on. So that's awesome. Uh, keep watch that, watch that space, watch those that's names, so rad. keep an eye on, on those. Um, and then in uh, rain dance, uh, the reason I got a, a ticket in is they, they, they asked me to come be a judge. So shortly we'll be announcing um, the winners of each of the various categories. Um, one of the categories is best immersive game. So I'm one of two judges in that category. And I've been spending a lot of my time um, not streaming over the last month, but actually working through those titles uh, to be able to judge them fairly. And also, um, as I said, attending a lot of these environmental things where you're meeting up and seeing a music event or something else. So Rain Dance, if you haven't seen it before and you've kind of like, you don't know about it, I do recommend raindanceimmersive.com. Check it out. If only to pick up the names of things that you didn't know about that you can then go and check out because this is stuff you can get to. You can actually get access to it. Um, nice. So do that. Very cool. So that's that. That's Rain Dance. All right. Well, if it's that time again, if Bear Grylls did games, what he does <laughs> for naked mud scouting in the wilderness, his name would be Jose. Up next is oh, releases. Yeah. What did we just miss? What's coming up? And any hot tips on new DLC for our fan favorites? Over to you, Jose. Yo, yo, yo. All right. So let's get to the brass knuckles. Let me, I'm looking at my list here. Very good. So let's, so the first one that I want to mention real quick and get it out of the way, because I know we've been talking about it. There's been a lot of uh, polarizing uh, co uh, communication about this game. Veil Early Access out now. Um, it looks like it's $19.99 um, US. That's about 17 pounds for the international homies. Mm -hmm. uh, what the Bat for the Quest 2 out now. Uh, looks like it'll be $25 US, about 21 international. Um, I believe what the bat, which is a very interesting guy. Have you guys played it? I've seen it. It looks wacky. It's by the same people it, that did what the golf, right? But this is like their VR take, except yeah. oh, I didn't know that. as arms. Yeah. So what same, the bat? Same, what a brilliant yeah, same, name. Uh, what the bat? <laughs> well, there was what the I golf, so that was what the bat. What the bat? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's essentially a game where you, your hands are bats. Right, so you do a lot of. <laughs> uh, there was a game that similar came out a while back that where you you're, you're it's a it's an Americana game where you have guns. Well, there, there's to also the yeah. there's also a game where your head is a it's like a was like a football or something where you like you need to like kick the ball in. That's that's oh, what headmaster. You do. headmaster. I love yeah. these headmaster. Headmaster. Yes. This one reminds me though. Is this like Hotel R and R? That, that one where you were just smashing up the joint and like. Yeah, kind of like crazy taxi yes. style yeah, your hands trying are, to rack yes, up a bill. Your hands your hands are bats, and they'll be like, "Oh, can you make a sandwich?" Oh, so you're God. Like, <laughs> opening a bag with your hands or back. There was a game that came out for, 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 uh, I think it's like my sweet life. I, I don't remember the name for the quest uh. too, but you, you, everything is with guns. You're shooting everything. So like there, there's a, there's a, there's a, you're like, bur you're burping a baby and you're using a gun. You're it's like, like the American a dream. A swing. You're using American a gun. dream. The American dream. Yeah. Your hands are guns and everything you're doing with the your American guns. Dream, it's yeah. essentially that with bats. Wow. <laughs> so I love these games. It's such a weird, Matt. weird game. And that's a quest, so that's a quest we got, game, yeah? That's a quest okay. 2 game, yeah. 
Uh, I believe we also have a cool mention, which is the patch notes for Zenith. Um, oh. They just released. Um, what was it? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading all of my updates here. It's all good. But it's the actual, it's the mounting games, right? So they actually added mounts and pets to Zenith. To the game. Uh, so, yeah, they they recently added creature catching, which I haven't um, dived creature in. Creature catching, yeah. that's what like it's called. Pokemon, yeah. like you're catching a Pokemon. You've got these balls, and you throw them at the things that you, at the creatures you can find in the wild. I'm I'm a sucker for pets, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, I could tell Adam was into this one. This yeah. was uh, right up your alley. Yeah, right? this was actually the one yeah. that Adam mentioned to me. It's like they got creature catching, so I wanted to add it real quick on onto the list. And then the third one, there wasn't a lot of releases that stood out in, in my opinion. So I also was really, really busy with IAPA. But Aspire 2 um, released. Right. That was definitely something that I, I've been I, hearing I do want to play. Good things about that because of the co-op elements of Aspire. Yes. And um, that's, a, that's an advent that you don't get a lot. For a while in like yeah. 2017, 2018, we got a lot of co-op games that like worked really well with the buddy. I feel like we've had less of yep. those uh, in the last mm -hmm. two years. Yeah. So really welcome that and would encourage devs to maybe pick that up. But you know, stealth espionage and co-op. Yeah. And considering that Splinter Cell has been cancelled, you know, it's probably the closest thing we'll get oh, to yeah. it, right? Good point. Mm, that's, 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 yeah. Shoot. And it's out now. It's 30 bucks. Um, I believe that's about 25 for the international uh, users. But um, yeah, that's exactly why I kept mentioning Aspire 2, because I, 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 I did mention it last podcast, but it's out now. Um, it's definitely, it, it, you, you, you nailed it. it there's no good co-op VR games. I feel everybody's trying to like get as many people into a VR game as possible. Like Among Us it makes a lot of sense, but nobody's focusing. It's like, hey, let's get two people to go on the journey together, right? Yeah. Like Army of Two, The I, I want those games to hit VR. So I, I definitely, after the podcast, I am like diving in on Aspire 2. Maybe I'll stream it. I, I, I've never streamed before. Maybe, maybe it's <laughs> time I start, start doing something like that. So yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll do that. Maybe maybe we'll 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 stream together. Got a couple of pros here. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking hopefully in Let's December I can wrangle you lot and we'll uh, do a multiplayer game of some sort. There's all kinds of things dropping. I mean, you got like you got new DLC courses for Golf Plus. You've got Walkabout mm. just dropped Mist. Um, there's so wow. much to do. So much to do. So it's gonna be see it's see that's why that holiday Oculus video makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that's literally gonna be the next month for all of us. Oh, I do look forward to that. I really do. Um, well, very good. Well, we better get this VR turkey in the oven and turn it up to five fifty because we like them crispy. Uh, Chad, come on now. I'm encouraging you. Get to know your F Reality crew. One in Miami, one in LA, one who's Belgian, and one who's gone gray. Ask us something you've always wanted to know, and I'll recap the showtimes while you commit a robbery to afford a PS5. Um, okay, we, the proud people of F-Reality, live stream every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Show is live 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. in the UK. Couldn't catch us live? Well, then pay for your crimes with a week-long audio sentence over on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Like and subscribe to help sound the horn for more entertainment-focused VR news. And thanks again to those who keep our pockets lined with kickbacks under the table. It helps us pay for things like the fancy new intro we're putting together <laughs> and exquisite lobster rolls. <laughs> right. Very All important. right, Adam. Take us to church. Who's got questions to answer from chat? Uh, um, I just saw that Joshua Johnson is heading to Zim's house to steal his PS5. So, you know, that's... that's may not have to wait long. It might topple <laughs> over and then he could just grab it, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a shot in my own foot, isn't it, that one? Yeah. I, I saw the question about you guys pre-ordered PS5s. That's a good question, or PSVR 2s. 
I think I accidentally skipped over a PSVR 2 segment there, but so we'll keep it brief. But um, in terms of PSVR re- PSVR 2 orders, pre-orders, has uh, anyone else like Zim jumped for it? Are you guys yes. all up? Jose, I, I have. I see, I see. Absolutely. Jose is like raising his hand, but it's like cut off on the side. So you just saw like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like a thumb, like appear like in the screen. It's like, like... It's like, my thumb shows up, but no, yes, I, 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 I absolutely. I, I'm so excited for, for whatever they're going to do. I trust Sony. I yeah. really do. I, I, Jim Barnaby, I, Jim Barnaby, I, I hate Sony for, for many reasons, but their, their tech and their games are top notch. Oh, and so. Yeah. I will struggle through the customer service element and all oh, yeah. the headaches that you have to deal with when you deal with Sony yeah. just to get at the content because the content, I am so hyped. And now as a techie, man, this console behind me, I have been using it like crazy because I just, I've been missing out to some extent. I've been waiting because I had to get myself out of Canada or out of the UK to Canada. And so now that I've got equipment that I can plug into a, you know, a North American socket, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it a lot. So Adam, you, you pre-ordered as well. What did you get? What'd you go for? I, w- I got the bundle because I figured, you know what? I'm going to get the Horizon game anyway, but I did not get the charging station. I figured like, maybe just try to save as much money as I can. If I really need it, I'll just buy it separately later. That wasn't like a big priority for me. It was, you know, already looking yeah. at a hefty $600 something, whatever it was. And I was trying not to cry too much. So I'm good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know what that feels like. I actually ended up going for the dock in the end because I didn't buy it day one. But I was like, you know what? Just like you on day one, I'm like, oh, I'll save some money and we'll, we won't get that one. And then it was there day two. And I'm like, ah, feck it. I'm already down. So, yeah. But what? I mean, you got PlayStation <laughs> recently too. So that's like an extra hefty, like two, oh, double hurts. dosing in one yeah. month. Two, two grand Ooh. is what it, it cost me. So, two, two, two grand in, in Canadian is, I don't know, fifteen sixteen hundred dollars That's, that's, that's a Quest Pro and and a, and a, and a carrying case. Exactly, so. <laughs> exactly. I think I made the right choice, but we'll see in February yeah, no, when that all comes mm-hmm. out. Very excited. Until then, um, it's been a fun one, uh, and now I guess it's time for us to wrap it up. Um, that's it for this podcast. I'm going to say Happy Thanksgiving, and for those of you who resist stabbing your relatives with a dinner fork, <laughs> good, good. Don't give into the dark side just yet. Your time will come. Maybe hop into Among Us instead with them. Uh, now it's time to go bankrupt on, on uh, Black Friday and get some tech or controllers or whatever floats your boat. I'll say goodbye until, uh, until our next show. Bye.